What's up guys, welcome back to the full feature. I'm Tyrion, I'm here with Jack and Ian as usual, and this week we're doing films that we think are overrated. So I think we're gonna like go around, it's gonna be gonna be like a debate podcast, <coughs> I suppose. We're each gonna get our say on why we think the films are overrated and just basically get attacked by the others as to why they don't yeah. think it's overrated. But uh, before we get into that, Jack, is there any movie news this week? Oh, so um, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's favourite weirdo. We, we yeah. talked about him last week. Yeah, so. We, yeah so we talk about him a lot um, on this podcast, but he got a real... So he's, he's in an upcoming film. The um, Tax Collector. Yeah, it's called The Tax Collector. Where Directed he plays by this, David uh, Ayer, yeah. yeah, where he plays this kind of gangster... Um, Fella, I haven't seen much about the movie to be honest, but a, a big piece of news that broke today is that he actually got a massive tattoo for the film. So normally when you go like tattoos for films, you spend a lot of time like hair, makeup, but 100%. Shia decided that he was actually going to get the tattoo. So now he's got this, I mean, it goes all the way, like we'll post a photo on, on <laughs> Yeah, we're getting it up for Ian. I don't, I don't think Ian's seen it yet. It, no, it, it is quite literally like his, his whole body. <laughs> Okay. It's his entire torso. Oh my god! And it's fully real. Oh. It's, I think it says creeper. What the? Is that what? It says I can't creeper even. on it. So they're like kind of gang tattoos throughout the whole torso, and, and it's like yeah, two basically. two geisha ladies like comforting each other, and it's all like it's literally everywhere. And it says creeper. On it, it looks like a yakuza tattoo or something like. What? Which look? Don't get us wrong. If this is his. Astounding role. If this is his training day, I hope it is. I, like yeah. fair play, you got the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Method acting, like all you want. This is like his revenant. The Oscars, they'll be like, "Well, you got the tattoo. Yeah. You got the tattoo. <laughs> like, it was given to him." Like they did with Leo, and they were like, "Well, he ain't raw meat, so yeah. I, I guess we have to give it to him now." But um, he's so weird with method acting because he always does it in such an inappropriate way. Like remember yeah. in Fury when the whole set were like, "Look, we're not working with him. He hasn't showered. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he pulled didn't. his own tooth out for that film. Like. Yeah, and he didn't." He, like he didn't wash himself yeah, in like, any way shape or form like just talk for the entire duration of the set because that's get, like, how it would have been he actually pulled his tooth out he pulled it himself yeah. with, with no anesthetic or anything like yeah. like that is meant to be one of the most painful things like Shia ever. just focus on the acting <laughs> before you go pulling your teeth out yeah, like, yeah. I'm your biggest fan yeah, but like, you don't need him. this tattoo yeah like I mean we, we are Shia guys we've yeah. always like I love championed him but this is a questionable decision, to yeah. say the least. I mean, whatever. He's got a load of tattoos anyway. Sure, his, aud- his audition for A Nymphomaniac, a fucking shit movie, by the way. I, I'd yeah. love to go off on Lars von Trier. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a very soft porn. It's, it's just it, shit. No, it's not soft porn. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. hard. Oh, it's full, it's full but, uh, penetration. It's two like, parts. He, uh, yeah, it's two parts. And they're both that was on Netflix they're, for they're years. They're both yeah. equally why, why is this on Netflix? They're both equally as shite as each other. And I never I never actually watched it. I've seen like clips and shit of it. Shite. Because it's just so ridiculous. Absolute shite. It's Ripped, ripped apart on the internet. It's yeah. loaded with all these amazing actors, and it's just absolute shit. It's real slow There's, burning, kind of dribble. Yeah, shit. it's it's just shite. There's a double just, penetration scene, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like that's probably like not even like that big a part in the film. Like it's like I think I saw the first one. I think we watched the first one, Jack. The, the first oh, one is definitely know. more tame because it's like just about like a she's sex a younger addict, girl. Yeah, she? she's yeah. a young sex addict, and like it's kind of and it's it's. Typical Lars von Trier. You don't it's know when weird. it's. You don't know when it's set. You don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You don't know where it's fucking set. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like the, her. She's like this posh English girl. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, is this the eighteen hundreds? <laughs> <laughs> but she's like this posh English girl, and then her dad is Christian Slater. 
It was like American Man. Yeah. I was like, what is this fucking Christian shit? Slater. He, and what's the story with the second one? Is she, she The second one is more about it's Charlotte Gainsbourg is in the second one. Yeah. The second one is marginally better just purely because she's such a good actress. But still shy, she gets into like new levels of depravity where she like gets into S and M and then like hurting herself and stuff. It's just shit. Yeah. It's just absolute fucking yeah. Lars von Trier. But what what we say? What else has he done? He's done some questionable things. Uh, he, you remember that time he like <laughs> he kept defending Hitler uh, during a press conference? <laughs> and to be fair, I I think he's there's a bit of a language barrier with him, and he just kept saying really horrible defensive things about Hitler and there's a part in it where Christian uh, Kirsten Dunst was there and she just goes oh my god Lars stop talking everyone <laughs> <laughs> was just so awkward um, but some actually really exciting news uh, for you two and that Ready Player One has a sequel confirmed uh, unbelievable yeah. news we saw that twice in the cinema Jack yeah it's a bagging film Spielberg is. can still do it to the extent great that blockbuster and that it. did extremely well um, in the box office as well. I feel so like that film like is like the closest thing to like an ET or yeah, or like a, like obviously it's it's Spielberg, but it, it's the closest thing to films back in the day that, that, style that of like, like you grew up with and you knew when you were watching them. The as kind a of thing Stranger Things is just hijacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a grandiose story. Like the story's huge. Like when you were a life. child watching it, you knew it was timeless. Yeah, yeah. I'm you jealous know? for all like the seven and eight and nine year olds who get to, have get to like grow up life. with a film like that yeah. Yeah, yeah because i feel like they're not growing up with like the toy stories and no you're right they're not getting the same like, like et is like even though et came out in the they 70s get, like, yeah. that was actually the first movie i saw in the cinema because remember they re-released it in the 90s they did, yeah. with radios instead of guns <laughs> do you remember that whole thing yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they like re-edited it they did a bit of a george lucas on it where they the, the police are holding PG, radios instead they? of holding guns for some reason yeah. and uh, then South Park did that whole joke where it's like Saving Private Ryan uh, we released her everyone's got radios instead of guns <laughs> and they're like on the battlefield with radios but um, yeah Ready Player One that's kind of like a love letter to all those to those yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, because like Spielberg is such good mates with like Robert Zemeckis and everything along mm. them lines but there's just so much it's like Spielberg is himself like that kind of 80s fan because I kind of think Robert Zemeckis hasn't done a movie like that in a while too mm. No, yeah, he's he done a lot of very like that, what, what was it Marwin about um, Steve Carell uh, yeah I don't think that was great either like, and the, that was based on a true story but apparently he dramatized it quite a bit in yeah. many ways but and... Zemeckis like you know he's the back to the future guy he's normally good with those kind of films I but... know and he yeah he's, he is a real pioneer at that, that type of stuff he's a, he's a great director in himself because of like all of the effects was, that he was he involved created. in Ready Player One was he the director or was he no involved? no Robert Zemeckis is, is basically mentioned like heavily throughout it oh like, okay there's, like there's, so like... basically the, the crux of the story is this guy created this virtual reality that's just kind of a love letter to the 80s and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. about it is like it's references to like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Or, like, it's all about pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know that, and like Robert Zemeckis <clears> is like a big like he, he's mentioned like heavily throughout the entire thing. And I just thought it was funny because Spielberg is like best mate. Like best mate. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that that is a really cool movie. And like they obviously have so many properties. Yeah, they just when I see Halo and that, I'm like, why haven't you just made like a really heavy dark Halo movie? Where I'm so surprised. That I made guarantee movie. you, it would be I shit. guarantee you, Ready Player Ready Player Two, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean if they don't call it that yeah. it works but uh, I guarantee it's going to have like a load of Fortnite references and oh shit. Yeah. god well Sony just bought it as a huge stake in Fortnite for 250 million uh, euros Sony are going to make a Fortnite movie yeah yeah 
they they absolutely will. It'll and be like Angry Birds. Movie. Like there's an Angry Birds movie. There's an, Angry there's fucking... an emoji movie. Well, there yeah. is like a Halo movie and stuff like that. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's Halo movies. animated movies. There's Red versus Blue and shit. Yeah, 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 but they're yeah, just yeah. you. You'd want like a proper. Yeah, yeah, I want like. There's so much potential. I don't know there. who I want to play. Remember Master Halo Chief, Reach? Like, like, remember Halo Reach? That game. That yeah, that was great. I don't think boys are getting into a gamer podcast. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Ron Ron Perlman still hasn't seen the Hellboy reboot, and he wants a third movie. Him, with him in it with him in it and I fucking loved Hellboy yeah you're a big fan came out. I and I didn't I didn't go see the other one because I've heard it was shit basically yeah I heard it was, I heard really it was like bad. the worst thing ever I, I can't remember what happened there because I mean David Arbor really put loads of effort into it but I just think was it studio interference was I it just think it it's always shy. studio interference though but then again I feel like when a good actor like David Arbor, who is great in Stranger Things, crosses over into something, the first franchise that gets them just ruins them. You know that yeah, always yeah, happens. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like, and yeah. it's kind of it's really annoying the way that works because you just see so many like actors, great actors that just get ruined in an instant. Yeah, you know? but like another thing is, as like Ron Perlman clearly loved the Hellboy franchise. Yeah. Like yeah. he was all for and like it, his like, costume and everything that like have you ever seen the behind the scenes? It took hours. It took hours and hours and hours. hours, and hours. He and just and did like, it every yeah. day. Ron Perlman just, is hell. Like, yeah, 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 he's and, a great actor. And I, I think that you know the fish guy. What the fuck is his name? Uh, Doug Jones played him. Yeah, yeah. What's his he, name? He's great. He's great remember, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like the posh English. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, got, a, bad, he, like, he's got a really like. He's, he's like a squid. He's like hello. Yeah, yeah. And and who who plays the owl lad again? He's in. The oh club. yeah, is that a Michael Gambon or something? Or I'm gonna end up no, it's it's Abe Sapien. <laughs> Sorry, no, uh, John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt plays. That's right. Rest in peace. Yeah. No, they're just like two really fun movies and they go to Ireland in it as well oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they do yeah, but they were directed that was by, for the um, golden age wasn't it yeah the or, second one yeah. the golden or Golden Army, that, Golden that, Army, that, that yeah. The shit, Army. But like, it was, it was, it was done well. It was done well. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was so much look, better I mean, than the first. They, that's as well as you have Guillermo del Toro behind those films. Who's like. I think it's a spectacular director. Yeah. I actually don't think he gets and like the CGI kind of for that. Like I haven't watched him like four or five years, but I'm pretty sure it still holds up. And they use the a lot of practical effects. The use, fish guy looks great. Well, they use a lot of practical effects. He looks like, a lot I mean? better like, than the fish did in Shape of Water, in my opinion. Oh my god, he looks the exact same. And Guillermo del Toro did that too. I think I'm going to bring up that in, there, in our later conversation as well. Oh, I'll defend that to the ground. <laughs> uh, no, but I think the the, the the practical effects in Hellboy much prefer were, were better than the CGI. Yeah, did yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. I really. The, oh, oh no, I'm not we'll, we'll, that's we'll get into this yeah. in the argument if Ian's going to use it. Yeah. But uh, that, is, that is true, though. The fucking Shape of Water fish was the same as Abe Sapien. The same guy, like. <laughs> I mean, they do look quite similar. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that. I was like, yeah. fuck me. They have <laughs> so did I. It's so it's origin, origin story. Yeah. And I walked in and I was like, this is Hellboy truth. <laughs> yeah, that, that was another great screen unseen that yeah. we saw. Screen actually. unseen's banging. Yeah, you guys. Can't recommend it enough. Yeah. It is like a lot of fun and so cheap as well. Another bit of news. Hey, <laughs> where's our sponsor <laughs> another bit of news that um, we were talking about earlier is Marvel have just acquired the rights to Alien vs Predator yes. Alien and Predator Alien and Predator but uh, Alien vs Predator comes with that yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah look I think this is great because does that mean Disney has it uh, no well yes, yes because Disney owns Marvel but yeah. I don't think Disney will get the final say yeah like Mickey Mouse isn't going to be fucking taken on I'd love to see his head get, get, his, his spine like... get pulled out I think I think that actually happens in uh, the South Park episode the Imagination Land one I think Mickey Mouse gets yeah, killed yeah. by a xenomorph like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's finally going to happen <laughs> um, no I think this would be great because they actually have people who can make fucking somewhat decent movies Yeah, because yeah, every yeah. Alien versus Predator movie is like the concepts there it's ever since Alien 3 there's never been a good 
alien or predator because movie they turned like. it into like what they do with all the old horror movies I think they looked at the franchise as like a horror franchise and right, like, like Halloween franchise like, yeah, Halloween. Halloween. or a science fiction Halloween like. where they were pretty tame with predator like. fucking what's her name in who's who's the fucking main character from Halloween Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis has like Fox the, the, the house from Home Alone <laughs> in, the, in the most recent one like and she's like setting traps and Michael Myers is like oh <laughs> it's like watching an episode of the Tom and Jerry like, like he's a vicious fucking murderer who like can crush people's skulls like I, I, I doubt he's afraid but that's what he does for throughout the entire film every Halloween film he's just crushing he just skulls literally mashes people up like, <laughs> like as if they're mashed potatoes he just does it to every person he encounters yeah. and then he gets to Jamie Lee Curtis and it's like he just can't get to her kill her like, <laughs> would you like, believe I've only ever seen the first Halloween movie I've never seen I've any seen other like Halloween movie. 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, Have you never I'm seen not... the origin one? No. Oh, it's so good. You know how I love fucking lore. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you but love the good backstory. There's one where, like, because you know the way he was, like, a tortured kid that eventually turned, turned into... Turned into... So like he was actually sent to, like, juvenile Yeah, because the opening of the first one is... And he, then he grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he tracks down his long-lost sister. Yeah. The family was murdered. You actually see him as a child with, like, this kind of, like, Anthony Hopkins knockoff of a professor and then he like he's like psychologically analyze, uh, analyzing him for like the whole film but it, like the opening scene is him like dressed in Halloween as like a little clown and he just ends up killing his family and like it's so warranted why he kills his family but it's like the whole because they're but it's all build up like he's killing animals and all it's really entertaining and then they like actually get into the Halloween I think style. that's yeah. the one Rob Zombie did isn't it it is yeah that's the Rob Zombie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like yeah. the kid is actually quite good in that yeah, yeah. yeah. There are, it's a good film it, did, a, it didn't get panned that, that, was, a, that was a Sky Movies film it was Sky Horror this film contains flashing images scenes of sexual <laughs> yeah, of sexual yeah, nature th- and violence and you'd be like 12 like Whoa! I think it's really hard to find though because there is an unsavoury kind of rape scene in it that yeah. is just, oh God, it's is really there? graphic and all and there was just like no place for it band. yeah he's like the lead guitarist for one of those <laughs> mega deaths <laughs> One of those guitars. Like, duh, 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 duh. Then he was like, I'm quitting the band. Yeah. I gotta make this Halloween origin story. Like your man, like does your man, you know that guy Buckethead? Does he exist? Like, no one knows like, if it's the same person. Like, you know, oh, he's replaced Slash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how do we know? Yeah. I always, always loved how, like, sorry, this is completely off target. Topic. Topic. Did you ever see Slash playing guitar and he's just there having a smoke constantly? Like, yeah, he just, he's just there like Slash Rocks. <laughs> yeah, his guitar is like down to here. He's the coolest person in the world. Slash is, Slash is the coolest person. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've talked about Slash. <laughs> <laughs> we are big Slash. We are fans, big Slash. Along with Child. <laughs> But um, back to fucking Marvel and Night. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just literally were like, so um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, but um, what do you guys think? Do you think that like it will come out and it will be like a campy Marvel film or that they'll do I, something? If they, no. if they try to go Let's any go other route, then like what? It's, it's just so simple though. It's so obvious what people want. People want a movie set in the alien world with, you know, Waylon Yutani and these these spaceships out just drifting out in the middle of nowhere these big like industrial shifts and then they just want a few predators in there for the mix they don't want the fucking predator crap like those that are not as popular like they're don't do you not like the predators in jungles though I, I love the no, predators I, 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 yeah. yeah but I think the thing about predator was like it was always a bit of a joke like you had Arnie in the first one and yeah. like the second one was uh, Danny Glover basically playing the same character out of yeah. Lethal Weapon yeah, which yeah. I actually like Predator 2 it's, it's entertaining Predator 1 and 2 are fucking yeah it's gold, entertaining right? like you know and it, but th- those were like jacked up it 80s could bleed <laughs> <laughs> kill me oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love the I love the guy who like um, you know you know the way in, in, in all of those like squads there's always like one guy with a minigun yeah, yeah, who also like, has like a cowboy hat on and yeah. he's just like Argh! and he's like I, I don't have time to bleed yeah, my own you're, blood. Ble- you're bleeding man I don't, I don't have time, time to bleed, bleed. <laughs> you know who's also in that um, famous action director kind of um, well action slash comedy director Shane Black is is the nerdy guy in Predator. And oh he, yeah, and he did like um, well our, our our detested movie Iron Man three. Yeah, uh, but he also did the nice guys. Do you guys see that one with Ryan Gosling? And incredible. Every movie, movie has and a set for Christmas. Like, yes, you're dead right. Every Iron movie Man Shane Black. Yeah, Iron, Iron Man three is set during Christmas. Christmas. I remember he Every uses bobbles as weapons, and I was like, get me out of this fucking cinema. So I just want to give some context because we will eventually talk about Iron Man three. I'll make sure of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man three was one of my experiences where it was marketed exactly like the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, like I was expecting it to Watch be the, the Dark Knight Rises movie, and like. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and this is like back when like superheroes were relatively new. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. It, they, this they, was the end of phase one. one, one yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, and everyone was kind of thinking, oh, well, we don't know where this is going. Is this going to be like the Dark Knight trilogy and everything like that? So I thought it was going to be like the Dark Knight Rises. Essentially, it was going to be like Iron Man's hardest like challenge. The Mandarin is his main villain and everything like that. So me and my mates went to the midnight premiere. <laughs> Midnight screening, and it was my first experience in life where I actually thought that I was being watched by cameras yeah. <laughs> and I was being punked. Actually, I do think we talked about this in our, very, no, in our very first podcast, I think. Yeah. I think no, wait, did. was that not The Last Jedi? Oh, it probably was, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, another movie where and, uh, we have also had that experience, experience again. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, like that. I wonder if I watched that back knowing what I know now, would I actually enjoy it a no. bit more now? The kid yeah. actor, the Mandarin one. Who turns up at the end. Because it got, it, you know, that got like really highly praised and people were like... Yeah, by like, arseholes. I remember, I remember you said debate this all the time with people and they'd be like, oh, I liked it. Like, what you expect them from an Iron Man film? And it's like, a lot. The first one was very dark. The other two were great. Like, the first I, one was really dark. You know, I remember yeah. the first Iron one it was just like the most sequel ever. Yeah, this most yeah, Marvel most sequel, sequel ever. But wasn't it great though? It was like, all right, we're just gonna throw all these suits out there. Yeah, yeah and then just... they then they were like Iron Man three. Let's throw more more suits out there. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? Let's not give death to any of the villain, uh, any of the villains. Like they hadn't done before. Like let's the Iron cast, Man villains were let's crap. cast one of the greatest actors of all time yeah. to play a very menacing villain, and then make him fart and be like, "Oh, I wouldn't go in there for a while." Drinking like Ooh. a bullet can of Budweiser oh. and everything. And then they release like this stupid fucking thing six months later, and it's like, "Oh no, he actually is the Mandarin." Oh yeah, because because people were like, yeah. people are like, "This is like brutal." And of course, they've never followed that up. Like, no. Yeah, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Remember? You know what? Marvel survived by the skin of their teeth that movie looking they back did. now they're so lucky they got they, they made all those other movies but people liked it Iron Man fans liked it I remember Alex Sonny charged already Alex Sonny in particular I used to always argue with he, he, we know you're he, listening Alex I think he's a listener <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a listener we know so. you're listening so yeah. <laughs> Iron Man threw shit Alex let it go get but, on uh, here and defend yeah, your honour yeah. well I suppose I should probably let it go <laughs> it's, <laughs> been, it's been seven years <laughs> in the show um, so guys uh, there's not that much movie news and we are releasing this on Tuesday and recording on it's Tom Hanks birthday Thursday. it's Tom Hanks birthday thank god he survived COVID it's, oh god yeah. remember that yeah, yeah that was spooky that was actually I had to watch Catch Me If You Can the other night super um, film uh, it was just on fucking Netflix or whatever bang and flip him and he was Leo. so young yeah and, so um, and the fucking father uh, fucking uh, Christopher Walken Christopher Walken yeah, yeah great sorry. actor was, super yeah, actor. He, Christopher Walken <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's great in that he's great in that his man's such a bitch but yeah. um, great movie oh it is yeah it and is Tom, you know what Tom Hanks is like our, our Cary Grant our like 
of our era, of like our just era, like yeah. beloved Hollywood yeah. guy, like the the father of Hollywood. Like, yeah, you know, he just he's Absolutely. just like don't get me wrong. He obviously looks at Hollywood through rose tinted glasses, but he is the he's the best of Hollywood. He I, is, I like, don't like his buzz, but like he he's doing a lot of biopics now, and like that's all he's doing. Yeah, you see, that's the problem. Like he's in these kind of movies that he's like it's a really interesting story. It's definitely the kind of thing yeah. he read a book about. Yeah. It. He's, he's like, kind of like a dad watching history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He watched history <laughs> and I was like, that is amazing. I'm yeah. gonna call Stephen now on the phone. <laughs> Hey Steven, they did this great show on uh, this communist spy. <laughs> oh, that was a good movie, Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies, uh, but like again, it's a slow burn. It's slow burn. Like, but uh, don't get me wrong; he's, he's still that actor. We've mentioned this before. He has consistently throughout his whole career done good roles. Done good yeah, roles. He yeah, knocks him out of the like, park. Seven this is a, this is a random bit of fiction about him. Well, sorry, not fiction, fact. <laughs> <laughs> this is a random lie. <laughs> 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 okay so uh, he was in this like dumb slasher movie I can't remember the name of it it was his first um, de- Lady debut in a film no this was years ago like I mean it was before Big he yeah. was really really young in it and he was in the shitty slasher movie and he was just the comic relief in it and he was like a background character and he was meant to get killed off way earlier in the movie everyone liked him on set so much they were like fuck it keep him in the film a bit longer because when he when he dies he's obviously going to be finishing up and packing up and they're like he's literally apparently the best crack on set everyone loved him so they kept him in the movie longer and he That's dies handy. later on in the movie like, That's because apparently he's the nicest guy yeah he seems yeah. like a chill he has his, I follow him on Instagram and every couple of weeks he posts a picture of like a lone glove that's just been left on the floor, lost on the floor by someone, obviously, and he, he like spotted it out on like one of his walks. Yeah. You can look at this. There's like hundreds of pictures of just this like a lost glove or a lost sock or something, and he just signs it, Hanks, <laughs> with an X instead of a K. Yeah, uh, one time he was out for a jog, and he ran into a couple getting married, and he was just jogging, and he was like, hello! And he's like, <laughs> I've seen this. He's yeah. like, congratulations! They're like, it's Tom Hanks, everybody! <laughs> Hey Tom, and he just come to the after party. <laughs> he just went around getting photos of people in his jogging gear, but I was in like tuxedos yeah. and stuff. I heard, um, I heard a couple of YouTubers talking about like their experiences at like massive Hollywood parties, and they're just like small time YouTubers or whatever. And they said that Tom Hanks was at the party, and he knew that like he'd be too intimidated to approach, so he like asked someone their names, and he went over and introduced them before they had to like they introduce come them. over like yeah, How? like what, oh, what a, a nice good guy. guy. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> It won't be your birthday when this is released. Yeah. But, but happy birthday. Um, we love you. So, let's go on to our, underrated, our overrated movies. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let, rip, let's, rip let's, that band-aid let's... off. Uh, so, my first one here, and this is going to be a hot take, but I want to get it out of the way <clears> because I'm not going to argue as passionately. People as, will forget it by the end of the podcast. Some of the other ones. But I think that The Shawshank Redemption is overrated okay and I, I'm gonna tell you why okay took me years to watch The Shawshank Redemption it's one of those movies that you're meant to be raised watching I ended up watching it like go bit into my teens I was probably Ooh. I mean yeah I was probably 16, 17 by the time that's late it. it's very late I mean, you would. Pe- it was one of those movies that you'd pestered me to watch when we were younger. Yeah, I mean, like I saw it when I was a child. Yeah, Jack? like yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like it's it's that eight or nine. It's your. It's a classic movie. Was that Robert Zemeckis actually? No. Who was it again? Uh, I'll get it up, but we should really know this for like the I knew number, number one rated director. number one rated film. Of oh all no, time. it was your man who did Walking Dead and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll get it. Frank. Uh, Oh, what's his Frank, name? Frank uh, Darabont. Frank Darabont. That's right. Um, yeah, look. And yeah, he did like the Green Mile. So and 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 
Very I, I, I've read the book and let me tell you the movie is better than the book 100% the book is it's like, not great and they, they, they change certain certain details in the movie that just make the impact much better it's obviously got a great cast Tim Robbins Morgan Freeman stuff. it's a great movie it's a good watch it's a good story it is widely considered as the best film of all time and it simply is not there is so many other movies that are would hunt like even just a basic one, one that trails behind it, only a few, and I, I think it's infinitely better, is Forrest Gump. Something like Forrest Gump is much better than Shawshank Redemption. I would even go as far to say something like Pulp Fiction is better than the Shawshank Redemption. Can I can I just cut in real quick? Did you know anything about what happened in the Shawshank no, Redemption? No, the first time I saw it, I went in blind, no, and I have to well, say, no, when no, I finished that... They changed the ending. They did. They changed the ending because audiences said that it's too sad and it needs to be fucking wrapped up in a pretty little bow. You need to get a... I think this movie has a Gone Girl treatment where it hits a solid 7 out of 10 in every department and gets highly overrated. I totally agree with that. that like, you couldn't have said it better than myself. It's I, a but seven, I like, think Forrest Gump has that exact same no, issue as well. No, no, I don't know. Wrong. I don't know. I think, is... I think Forrest Gump, like, even just, like, even just on a basic level, visually... That's Robert Zemeckis. Well, yeah, that's Robert Zemeckis. Oh, I Even love just Forrest visually, Gump. Forrest Gump is Forrest like, Gump makes so me cry. But like, it makes me cry every Shawshank time. Shawshank is like... It's, 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 it's kind of a little bit like... It's a little bit preachy. It's a little bit... It doesn't deserve preachy. the number one top. A little bit. It's like... L- listen. None listen. of these men I are bad people. It's like, I'm sure a few of those guys are rapists. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is. Well, there is the yeah. rapist, obviously. Um... Yeah, no, like, it doesn't deserve number one, but it is a like, fucking amazing film. Yeah, like, look, I absolutely look, love it. This like, thing, I want to preface this by saying, every yeah, movie I I'm talk about here... This, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we should just We should say, every that. movie we talk about here... Every movie we talk about, we, enjoy we all it. enjoy it. But we're, we're talking not about, on them, we're talking yeah. about simply... Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. And yeah. look, and the thing is this as well is, Shawshank was one of those movies that got attention after it came out. It didn't actually do that well. No, it didn't do that well, It didn't yeah. in the box but office. this is the time when DVD sales... I'm getting this up now, I remember that year for Oscars. It was, yeah, it was against Pulp Fiction, it was against... Gump. Forrest Gump it was against um, Pulp Fiction and uh, there was like Goodfellas was it as well I hate the way um, there was a lot of good like stuff out that year for the Oscars it would be there's an yeah, app idea yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah there, it was up against amazing things it did kind of get shafted because everyone loved it so but much but you know what I, I felt it like I felt it was like it's so good in many ways but it's like Jack said it's a 7 out of 10 on so many points like the acting is solid but not amazing I wasn't sitting there going like Tim Robbins mm. having that man well, Tim Oscar. Robbins doesn't blow you away yeah he doesn't like, the, this, you know uh, I mean? this also is though it is the first time that Morgan Freeman did the whole narrator narrator it was sorry, that. everyone like fell in love with yeah, that yeah everyone's like holy <laughs> shit let's get, him, let's get him to narrate everything yeah. <laughs> let's get him to narrate car ads 25 years in the future David Attenborough was like fuck fuck <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, you know, I mean, finally worthy of public. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like, so the acting, I think how it looks is kind of, it's kind of bland. It doesn't really, you know, there's a few, there's, there's no like, okay, obviously it has that like iconic shot where he's standing in the rain and stuff and all. Yeah. But like, I just think like there's movies out there that cap, like I think Forrest Gump captures you frame by frame, like like everywhere. It's and that's like a yeah. I don't agree with Jack at all. I think Forrest Gump is literally. I love Forrest Gump. Yeah, think- but but but. You have to see Jack's point and my point that it's a it's a no, seven when out it of com- ten. When it comes to Shawshank, yeah, I'm 
like surprisingly. I think Farris Gump's getting yeah. a lot of shit recently because Jenny is such a bitch, and people have realised yeah. she's she a is, massive. She cunt. is a bitch. Yeah, like, she, yeah, is a cunt. she is such a bitch. But uh, with Shawshank, for me, I think that what carries that film quite a bit is it is a phenomenal story. But another thing that I'll give the film that it has that so many other things don't have, like Six Sense has this, is that you really don't know how it's going to end. Mm. Like for, throughout the entirety of Shawshank, you don't know he's going to escape. And when you first watch it, you have no idea it's going to escape. You have no idea what the post is for. You have no idea what like the little chip and is. And then I, when it hits you at the end, you're just like, whoa, that was amazing. But that's down to how incredible the story is. And the film paced that well, and it doesn't feel like an incredibly long film. Like The Green Mile, for example, is another film that was same director, Sim- similar, similar yeah. times. Stephen King adaptation. Unbelievable. One of my favorite films, but it's not as well paced as Shawshank, so it's not as good of a film. Mm. But that being said, I, I gotta agree. I think that Shawshank is extremely carried by its by and, and its, its story. Still, it's still, my problem is it's still like all the movies out there, every single film's out there, it's still, if you talk to anyone, they go, oh, that's the best movie ever made. It's, it's just well, they've not. Seen, they've seen the fucking top 250 list. It's, well, that's yeah. it. Like, everyone has different mean? tastes. Like, my, my favourite film is Pulp Fiction and I can just stick it on whatever I want and that's, it's just my favourite film. You're gonna, you're gonna, I know, uh, that's I don't the thing as well. And like, that's, I don't have everyone has with, different opinions I don't have, disagree I, with people. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the whole crux of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's like, there's certain movies that we were talking about this where when it's on, you're going to watch, like, Goodfellas. When it's on, no matter how many times yeah, you've seen Goodfellas it, you're, you're like, I'm sucked into this. Every time it is. It's just, and look, I have a huge respect for Frank Darabont. I think, apparently, he is, like, one of the coolest directors to work for. He did a great job on Shawshank. He was the man behind The Walking Dead. Yeah, he the left first season me of it because, because he, essentially, he got AMC sacked. were like, we need, uh, okay, so the first season was great. We need double the episodes with half, half the budget. Half the budget, and they were like, stretch out this one Because story. I watched the first season of Walking Dead. Absolutely loved it. The second yeah, season is like, why are they still on this fucking farm? They're and, fixing and, a well. Apparently, every like, you see, Frank Darabont had got like actors he'd worked. With. Oh, Frank Darabont also did um, the Mist, which I he think is a Mist, better yeah. movie than Shawshank Redemption. I, I, I prefer the Mist. The Mist. I haven't it's seen the Mist. Incredible, I've heard great thing. So, so, don't watch it in color as well. It was meant to be in black and white. The studio made him release it in color. He, you can just watch it in black and white now, and it is incredible. It's just. People stuck in a shop trying to survive. Yeah. This fuck it. And the twist at the end, you probably have seen the twist. It's I haven't seen the twist. You, I haven't seen the twist. No, I haven't, I haven't seen the twist yet. Yeah, don't see <laughs> it. I watch that tonight, It's really good. It's really, really good. It and it's, it's not, it's not, yeah, spooky. But it's, it's not as long as Shawshank. It's not as kind of like, and look, at the end of the day, I think the, the Shawshank story, as you say, is it's so good because you get that payoff, like the story. But that's Stephen King. And when you read Stephen, Stephen King's King. books, no, it is. You, you're literally turning the page going, I wonder what is going to happen yeah. next. And that's, no, it is, and, and we we both. I I gave you the the book, and we both read that Different together. Seasons. We were in, like, still one of my favorite books. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable collection of short stories. But um, the the book even in itself though. So I, I gotta kind of kind of give the film credit in the sense that maybe it's because I read the book after, but I didn't. I did the same. I didn't feel like the book as a story though was great until you see it on screen. It was it well, was it's told very through, cinematic it's told through red, like. It's told through Red's eyes in yeah. the book. So is the film, but I feel like they concentrate on Andy to Yeah, more. a lot more, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's definitely the protagonist. But, no, I definitely would be. I, I, I w- wouldn't take away from Shawshank, but I definitely do think people... See, it's when people don't like film, they say that their favourite film is short. Well, this, this is it. That's, it's that's, the Gone Girl It's Gone Girl the, the Gone Girl thing. Yeah, yeah, Gone Girl. But like, I... I fucking hate Gone Girl now because because of the the Gone Girl theory yeah. fan bases ruin movies yeah. they yeah. really do it's like Star Wars Star Wars like can never be good all of us love Star Wars but we fucking hate it at the same, same time, time well, yeah. what do you think about Godfather the Godfather though I love the first two obviously 
I, I've never seen the second one, but um, the, I know, I know, it's a big deal. Because I I, the, 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 fir- the first one... I've been so bad for that. I, 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 I would argue that... Now, I actually wasn't going to do this for this one, but I would argue that the first one is... Um, I, I get historically why, why it's an incredible film. Because it was the first time that anyone put, like, a year into a film... And got an incredible payoff because yeah. before before the Godfather, it was you'd like we, we make a film yeah. every week. Yeah, it would be able to release. The Godfather was like the first showing of you can you can do this and you can do it right, and that's that's why it, it, set the, it set the tone and everything, and and it obviously paid off at the Oscars. But at the same time, I think that there's a lot of flaws in it because like every single person is a Tony. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're, you're right. Like, like, yeah, it, no, like no. don't get me wrong. Great film, phenomenal film, but it's the same kind of buzz as Shawshank. And like, is it? Can you say that it's better than Goodfellas? Well, that's a good point because this goes back to your yeah, argument, Tiernan. That's a your, tough your, one. your your constant argument is, and I would tend to agree with you, is the purpose of a movie is to entertain. At the end of the day, yeah, as and well as being like artistically, artistically, quiet. yeah, exactly. And like, The Godfather does have both those things. It is entertaining. I think for years it was the seminal gangster movie. Yeah. Then Goodfellas came along, and I think Goodfellas. It hasn't hit that benchmark yet, but I think it will. I think people are going to start looking at Goodfellas as that, like, this movie changed yeah. how we did filmmaking. And I think because The Godfather like, held that for years. It's mm. probably being slowly passed over now. But in saying that, I think you will enjoy The Godfather one more if you watch The Godfather 2. I know. and I, I mean, know, it really I'm adds like, to the enjoyment I, of the I love film. lore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all like, about lore. It's all about lore. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but, like, when it came to The Godfather as well, like, I, I watched it and, like, facing that second three-hour film is a big ass. 100%. Like, get, yeah, don't I get me wrong. We run a film podcast. I kind of owe it to yeah. watch it, you know. I'd love to see it in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, look, like, at the end of the day, I accept that those are long movies and they're, they're like... They are. It's, it's they more of like I'm, I'm really not opposed to long films. It's just when something's on your list. It's it's like you not watching, watching Star Wars. Yeah, Ready, Ready Player, Player One. one like, yeah, when you're just looking at it and you're like, oh, it's yeah. intimidating. It's, yeah. yeah, well, some but, movies are cinema films. Exactly. Yeah. As well, like you know, you want to be like, like I wish I was born fifty years ago. So I guess he fucking Godfather. Godfather in the cinema. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Actually, funny thing about the Godfather. I remember uh, my dad was. A, like always wanted me to watch it for years and years and years and he went on about how shitty the third one was and still haunts him to this day and uh but he told me um they released it those people hadn't seen it in cinemas especially in ireland so they they did this big thing where they were going to show it on tv and my dad was like getting his whole family to watch it he's like wait you see this like it's so good what they did was they showed the first and second one together right but they chopped it so it would be told chronologically in order which completely because like the first one is obviously fairly chronological the second one is jumping back and forth they chopped the whole thing together so it was uh, chronological and he said it just destroyed (laughs) everyone in his family were like this isn't that good and he's like no yeah Yeah, they showed over like two nights and they were or like three nights whatever the big big movie yeah it was a bit like that like the big 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 movie yeah the big big movie is bang Shout out to RTE. So, yeah. Sometimes you stick on your like, oh, And you're like, oh, oh yeah. You know, Wreck right. it, Ralph. All right. <laughs> you mean, win this time, <laughs> national broadcaster. <laughs> Is it cool, though, that the cinema used to be like that? Like, you go every Friday to catch, like, another part another of the film. Another part of the film. Like, I even yeah. remember, like, even books used to be like that. Like, The Green Mile was apparently, like, nine parts. Yeah, you'd buy it in, in, in small little... Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like... Listen to <laughs> albums. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah. I Back to The Godfather real quick, because I suppose, like, I should, like, flesh it out. I think... I'll go on to my next film from this. Yeah, yeah. One of of my big things about this is like, so aside from the entertainment aspect of film, I think that a film needs to be, it needs to have two things to it. It needs to have a solid plot, 
that has that fleshes out characters in the right way and that really explains like why this story is worth telling and why it's happening and then it needs to be mechanically good yeah so like the director needs to needs to really have uh, good like, understanding of a good film, understanding of film a unique understanding of film making that film its own and i think that the likes of the godfather definitely has that for its time 100 percent but then you look at the likes of Goodfellas where Scorsese is just in his element, like, you know, that walk through the bar scene. Yeah, into the, the best scene. I mean, that's like an iconic film right there. Like, you're never going to see a better camera shot than that, yeah. a better unbroken camera shot than that. And um, I think and I think that Goodfellas also has that kind of, like, plot elements that are just amazing. They flesh out the characters. I do think Goodfellas falls off the wagon a tiny bit at the end. I don't know if just Just, yeah. just, just yeah. like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's just like Wolf Wall Street. It's the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to kind of land that third fucking act I, yeah like, I, th- I think Scorsese is very aware of like his movies can be long and stuff and he probably with Goodfellas was like okay this guy's life was actually batshit crazy even towards the end yeah. but I need to just fucking yeah I need, and I need to show it show all, it all like, like, as well yeah, yeah. but like I need to get through everything Yeah, yeah. but uh, on to my next point I think that The Shining Stanley Kubrick's The Shining another Stephen King film well, uh, yeah, yeah. Enough, is overrated <laughs> because it is all style over substance. The, Sandy Kubrick is an incredible mechanical director. He is incredibly unique. He knows how to shoot a film, make it look absolutely gorgeous, get the most out of his actors. But when it comes to fleshing out a plot and to why the story is worth happening and like worth telling, he's just not that good at it. And that's a, It's a hot take. It's wild. But I think The Shining is an extreme example of that because everything to do in The Shining, it looks incredible. The, the Outlook Motel, uh, Hotel absolutely phenomenal looking picturesque all the build-ups the the soundtrack the score jack nicholson shelly duvall everything about this film is incredible except you have no idea why it's happening the whole time yeah i watched shine for the first time like three months yeah, ago. not long ago not that long ago what did you think i was someone... necessarily blown away by it but i appreciated it for what it was at the time like clearly it is a fucking trendsetter and it walked so you know every other horror every movie, other horror movie could, could run. Run. well no this is like really kind of next tier level because like all other horror films at the time actually no I'm going to say that but like Roman Polanski's Rosemary Baby uh, suppose, Alfred, yeah, Alfred yeah, Hitchcock yeah, yeah. but it was that era it was yeah. Like, yeah that era like good directors weren't doing it you yeah. know at the I can same get time. You, I, I see what you mean there like with kind of like the fleshing out like the plot or whatever like you're kind of just What's The Shining? Tell me what The Shining is. The Shining is like the ability to... I think they fleshed it out more in Doctor Sleep. Yeah, they and did. I haven't this seen is, Doctor Sleep. Is, yeah, they did. But do, I yeah. think, from what I've seen now, I haven't read into anything with Doctor Sleep. Uh, the Shining is like the ability to talk to other people who have it. Yeah. But no. you also get like... you like, But he can talk to the guy. So, the kid can yeah, talk so, to the fella. Yeah, so I'm going to bring it... I'm going to rein it back in a bit. Okay. I'm going to rein it back in a bit. No, you, have you read the book? No, I haven't read the book either. So wait, no, I want Ian. I want okay. Ian because I know he hasn't seen Doctor Sleep. Explain to me do what is explain, the shining. Do they explain the it's, shining? Essentially, it's just yeah. it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I assumed it was a form of telekinesis like. te- te- telepathy not telekinesis oh, tele- telepathy. telepathy I assumed it was a form of telepathy it also is a form also, of telekinesis it, oh okay but look and then there's also a bit of premonition-y stuff in there as well it is completely contextual to the person it's basically like X-Men in Doctor- oh that's cool it, it is like yeah, everyone like kind of everyone has, has their, their own kind has their of, different yeah. thing and, it, and it's all kind of like fantasy more so than superpowers to be fair like they kind of do that where like you know old man Scatman Crothers is like he's like 
No, he's We're, like one second, then he's like <laughs> Tony, Tony, and then and then it's coming. It's like well, hello, Charlie, <laughs> in his <laughs> head, and it's like what? Yeah, but he's kind of like he's like he's like there's lots of us out there, and we I call it the shine. The shining, to, like his his grandmother used to have it. She yeah. used to call it the shining, and like he kind of alludes to the fact that there's many of them out there, and the only person Danny knows how to talk to is. Him it's like an old wives' tale. Like. But that's what it's like. That's but so I'm gonna rein it back a bit. So we talked about how you like the lore and stuff and all. Stanley Kubrick did not give a shit about this book. He literally could not. Oh, have cared not, I just want to. I just want to say this in the argument. I haven't read the book. I'm not basing it this book. I completely think that a text should be separate from another text. Yeah, yeah and to be fair, I, I I I agree with you. That. Know that I have that. Opinion, yeah, so, I agree yeah. with that. But I think, and you're right, I do agree that Stanley Kubrick was style over substance. But I don't go to a horror movie going in watching for a story. Or if there is a story, it's like an added bonus. But like, there's not much of a story in like Hereditary. I like the the impact the film has. Hereditary is its own And horror is a visual medium. Like the best way to do horror is through visuals. I've read horror novels and stuff. It's great. But if you, like the visuals, there's just something about... It's (laughs) called Yeah. (laughs) Oh no, I'm scared. (laughs) I better stop imagining these words. (laughs) But the, the thing is though, is like... The reason this is being talked about in an overrated sense is this is like considered one of the greatest films of all time. It's not. I, it's not considered one of the greatest horror films. Of yeah. All okay. Time. That's fair. It's one of the greatest films of all time. That's fair. And in my opinion, I love The Shining. Say that again. I, I love it. Always have. I think Doctor Sleep is better. Controversially. Crazy shout. But I just love the story of Doctor Sleep so much. I, I, but it has serious pacing issues. Like before you know it. You don't really give a shit about Jack Nicholson, even though he's an incredible actor and he mm. puts on an incredible performance. You don't really give a shit about him. You don't really give a shit about Shelley Duvall. And you don't really give a shit about Danny Torrance. Yeah. And throughout the film, it just kind of, it's building, it's building. And then before it really hits that kind of nice, unique pattern of like, all right, this is happening. He's frozen in the snow. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes and it goes. And, and also, one, one problem I did have about it was... You know, the bit where, you know, Jack Torrance is in the, the painting at the end in the 1920s and stuff and all. And, like, you can kind of... Or it's, like, dated, like, 1909. Yeah. Or whatever. Y- you can kind of... I assume you could probably get something out of that with, like, Dr. Sleep and, like, fleshing that out a bit more. But Kubrick didn't put that in to, like, flesh out the lore of it. He was like, I'm just going to confuse people. Like, yeah. he did not give a fucking yeah. shit. Like, I mean, I, I, I said this in a previous part, in a Stephen King podcast, actually, yeah. which we lost, lost us in the netherworld. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, in, in the start of The Shining, he's driving the, the yellow Volkswagen Beetle. Um, when Scatman Crothers is on his way to, to save Danny, he drives by and he sees a car wreck, and it's the exact same yeah. Beetle, but in red, and in the book... He drives a red beetle and like a lot so of people took like, that as Cooper being like, fuck, fuck your, you, fuck your book. <laughs> uh, because, and the reason why I, I'm, I'm saying this is like, it is such a, like, it is not an overrated movie because it's because it's a, The Shining as a film seems to be so much more superior in the sense that Stephen King tried to make A Shining his way after. And it was a fuck. It was okay. It was a TV movie. You had constraints with budget and stuff, mm. but it was a that's fucking a, disaster. That's a hard comparison. No, no, it is. And I to mean, be fair, you're, you're getting Sandy Kubrick yeah, here, like, one of the most he loves phenomenal the TV directors. Movie. Yeah, but like it was like Stephen King was like, "No, you messed with my story." And I think that The Shining transcends the story. The, the oh, movie itself but, transcends. But again, I th- I think that like as a film, you see, I don't like comparing the two because yeah, no, it's di- not a fair comparison. Di- different things, different things altogether. But I just think as a story, as a film. 
as much as I love it, and you would love Doctor Sleep, if you you should go watch yeah, Doctor Sleep because it a it, it's a gorgeous little film. Like it really like brings everything. You don't like the nostalgia of it. Every, I'm, I'll keep going anyway, but fucking um, watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just feel like when it comes to The Shining. I feel like it's held in such a high regard, and like it's like in the hall of film. It's a little unwise. It is though. Like like like, you watched it for your first time. Yeah, yeah. And like and I I I liked it. Like, but I can see where Tyrion's coming from. Where it kind of comes too early, like the little bit of pacing issues or whatever. It's premature ejaculation. It is. It comes too early. It, it, it comes, comes too early. early. Right. Yeah. But right when you right when you get that perfect mix of horror and suspense yeah. and everything, it's like oh this. Is fucking and everyone, horror. and I remember growing up because I hated it as a kid. That was like my main thing. I hated as a kid. Now I completely set myself aside from that because I watched it a couple of times over the years. So I obviously liked the film. Don't get me wrong, but what I never understood is people always defended it being like, "Oh, it's a psychological thriller," to, or a psychological horror. To fucking who? It's not scary. No, like it's it, well. <laughs> I think the problem is as well is like modern the modern horror, horror filmmaking has like adopted these new tropes and they've, they've found they found yeah exactly but they've also found better ways of scaring people Babadook. like there is better ways Babadook. of scaring people like yeah nah, like yeah highly like, overrated yeah if we're going to talk overrated, overrated yeah that's I, fucking shit no yeah, no I, the no, babadook is considered like everyone thought that new was like age comedy yeah, new yeah, age comedy horror. Horror. new age horror this like, people put a, up there with like the ariasters but this is such a weird thing when it comes to rotten tomatoes it's the worst side ever because it rates every horror film 99%. 99%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a time people had the conspiracy theory that Warner Brothers were like overrating Batman versus Superman on Rotten Tomatoes and then No, they were over overly shitting over, on it. Overly shitting yeah. on it. Sorry, yeah, yeah. They, And then yeah. they were like, well, they own it. Own so it. Yeah, yeah, they can do they whatever do the fuck yeah. they want. Like, <laughs> I only really like IMDB I feel like is pretty I don't even bother with the critic reviews because I No, to be fair, IMDB is the one website where I see a score and then when I think about the movie I'm like, I'm like yeah, it's probably yeah, fair. respectable. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, fair. fair. So there's the odd movie where you're like, ah, I think that gets a little bit. Yeah, and then there's also like the over dramatic super fans. Your Josh yeah. but also your Shawshank but you got to take it in Shawshank is, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and my biggest problem with the Shawshank review on, on IMDb is it's the most reviewed fucking film on that site it's got like well over a million reviews whereas uh, or like a hundred thousand maybe maybe a million sounds has been insane but uh, the next one below that is like Godfather 1 and that has like a fraction of it so it's like you know I, yeah. I just think like yeah it's done on like the algorithm oh, like, yeah, yeah. You, know, as well. you know what IMDB is this is the perfect description I, I, I think I sent you this meme the other day and it's a picture of two people at like a microphone podium one person has like a thousand microphones in front yeah, of their yeah. face and beside it is either five stars or one star yeah yeah and yeah. the person to the left has like two microphones and it's a steady three stars three stars exactly <laughs> yeah yeah 100%, and that, that is yeah. literally how IMDB works yeah the yeah, whole, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. way through it's yeah. Stuff that doesn't get a lot of attention gets averagely rated or well rated. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. things that get an extreme amount of attention, they, they get extremely, extremely well rated or extremely or extremely low yeah. rated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, it, like it is a database at the end of the day. Yeah, that's all it is. That's, you know, like, they it's, don't it's a fantastic be, resource for anyone who's interested in the film. Is, you could spend it's hours on that. App, yeah. Hours and hours, like just like you're much better scrolling. Like, I can't believe it's free. Like, it's yeah. fucking insane that yeah. it's free like, you ads know I mean? baby all that sweet ad revenue <laughs> so we got on to well you, you need uh, to yeah I've got my film ones. and then we can go through another couple of you mm. know we can talk about the Babadooks or whatever yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna go for Crash okay so we watched Brokeback Mountain two weeks ago, weeks ago. fucking beautiful movie Loved can't it. stop thinking about it and Crash <laughs> This fucking this is like the most bread and butter fucking like it is the most bread and butter movie ever. It's quite literally we everyone knows racism is bad. Yeah. Okay? 
<laughs> okay, like you don't need to, like uh, so basically. It's a it's a movie. It's an intertwining story. Brendan Fraser's in it, so I suppose it's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose I like. It. <laughs> yeah, he's not wearing any of those white shirts, shirts from and the those movie, though, suspenders. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it's basically it revolves around. It's like um, it's like several different characters who are all the worst, shittiest people they can be. Um, like they revolve around these different stories. A lot of them are interconnected. They interact with them, each other. Yeah, they interact with each other at like certain times. There's, you know, the big twist at the it's end. It's kind of like love, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Actually, it actually is. Yeah, yeah, it's like the big twist at the end is that the cop who like sexually assaulted the the um the woman is, saves the woman who's a black woman and is saved by the white cop and it's like hey like. People are Whoa. people are maybe, pretty multifaceted humans. Maybe and, we're not yeah. so different after yeah. all. Oh, maybe Wait, we're all just the same. No, he sexually assaults her. He's a cop and he's partner down. He like gropes her basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and does like, he actually? No, he does. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's his character. Like, it's kind like, of a weird person to redeem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. This that's what I'm talking about. Like they have the shittiest characters, and then they turn around. Like all the characters turn around. And it's like, hey, maybe racism. Is, is bad. Is bad. Like, yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's, does, it's, it's does not, it actually fun. play that? No, it doesn't. But oh like, God, yeah, that's what's like, 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 it's like one of those things where people are looking in the district and like, you know, when like we were watching like Hollyoaks or something, like the characters did something like in the episode and that's they have like, to have the music and they have to react to yeah, what their actions what did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's basically what this movie is. Yeah. So like Sandra Bullock is like a racist like piece of like, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like Scrubs when like something bad happens, like. And then the next episode, they're fine. But, like, Sandra Bullock is a racist piece of shit to her maid. She falls down the stairs, and her maid looks after her. Who's, and then like Sandra Bullock is like, wow, maybe like. I shouldn't be racist. It's like, no, no, just don't be racist yeah, towards like, your maid. You don't, you're, see, that's the thing. Like, a huge complaint about Crash was, like, it was literally, like, base level, like, racism bad. And, like... It literally is it, someone like, going racism some, bad, bad to like, you. And another problem was, was like... Oh well, maybe I shouldn't be racist to you because you were nice to me. Like, it, like it's like a, really, it's like, really it's like a white dude. Yeah, like really, like no, you just shouldn't be fucking racist. A white I mean? dude like, saw like fucking do the right to... thing, right? And he said, "I could do that with a car crash." Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I like why is do the right thing? Like, Crash won an Oscar for best picture, and if you look at the fucking video, everyone is shocked. Yeah, everyone's everyone literally like looking is at each literally other. like, you what's know what, going though? on? Like, this is there, the thing. there's like, so many people not clapping. Yeah. And you know, like, fucking, yeah, there's been some dodgy Oscar wins over the years or whatever. Would, Everyone claps. That's considered one of the this biggest This is upsets. considered one of the worst fucking Oscar wins of all time, along with fucking Around the World in 80 Days. Well, here's the thing. If it didn't win an Oscar, would it be an okay film? No. I don't, need, like, I I don't even think so. I don't it's, mean, it's, it's like... It's, it's shit, is it like, yeah? It's like... It's, like you're not you're watching it just like you're you're not like I was I was showing it in school and like the teacher said to me turn around I was like this film's gonna make you know that racism is always bad and it's like well of course fucking yeah. racism is always bad like like there's there's as you say like there's other films that tell that, better, that tell that tell that story much better like as you say do the right thing Go where the characters are the right thing characters that, are much more complicated and that's complicated. made by that's made by a black man and yeah. it, like do you know what I mean like it's told yeah. through the I eyes I don't need of Brendan it. Fraser pretending to be this fucking lawyer <laughs> going around being an arsehole and it's I'm like kids in movies it's like kids in movies they're always the fucking worst people ever I felt it's reminiscent of that movie Left Behind that I watched the other week where everyone yeah. is just an asshole because the fucking Christians want to say you want better want to go to heaven don't you yeah, huh? you want to go to heaven yeah, Nicholas yeah. Cage didn't go to heaven because he's cheating on his wife this is like it is here except there's nothing to do with heaven about it it's just like God why would you rede- like you said Tim, why would you redeem the character who's literally groping Don Cheadle's wife like, yeah. 
That's fucking... That is, that is weird, though. Yeah. You know? no, it was also directed by Paul Haggis, who is the famous ex-Scientologist. Yeah. Who, uh, right. I wonder, was, 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 he in Scientolo- in was he in Scientology at the time? I, I don't know. But me and Terry met a Scientologist in uh, Canada. You know, oh, I did the Scientology I, test. I, I did. You did the... They, you, you, they got me- a, you got audited? They measured my... They measured my... Thetan level? Yeah, my Thetan level. Is that... Yeah, And he was like, I'm not trying to put anything on you I'm just trying to be a cool guy you know he was so nice he was a lovely guy so you know what until I meet a bad one um, I actually <laughs> the jury's out. <laughs> there was a family of uh, Scientologists on my football team before. I uh, I went into a church for Scientology in Hamburg, and essentially they're just bookshops. Like they're literally like yeah, they are. That's they're, they're, set, they're set up like bookshops. Ron Hubbard, and, uh, science yeah, fiction writer, they're, they're, and they have like Dianetics and all, and um, they were actually really nice. The people honestly, I'm obviously, not, I'm not like I'm not, I'm not. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I think that. Like Christianity used to burn people at the stake. Yeah. Give the Scientologists a bit of a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cults are cold. Tom, Tom Cruise a little bit weird. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, but uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of actually, we we didn't mention this in um in movie news, but uh, I highly recommend you guys read it. Sandy Newton did a an interview with I think it was Variety, and she's actually been in so many movies and TV shows, and obviously she's like talking about Westworld and stuff. But yeah. she she just tells a bunch of stories about working with Tom Cruise and stuff and that and like they're fucking hilarious and like they're not even that like bad they're he's just meant like, to be the nicest guy ever yeah no like, she's t- like she tells like all these like all these different stories about different film sets and like how weird like she's really normal Thandie yeah, Newton yeah, is yeah, extremely yeah. normal and she's just like people are fucking weird in this industry like and she tells yeah. a very funny Tom Cruise one to be fair she doesn't shit on him she says he's a He's a good guy. He's just very passionate. Like I remember, Charlize Theron was like, we were on the uh, set of Edge of Tomorrow, and so you know the way in Edge of Tomorrow they get dropped off of the ship, so yeah. they actually have to. They sorry, have you to... mean um, Emily Blunt? Oh yeah, sorry, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, fucking yeah. Charlize Theron. I don't know where that came from. Is it not Charlize Theron? No, no fucking no. hell. But well, I do get that. They kind of look the same. Yeah, I do yeah. kind of get that. But um, anyway, they had to be suspended from um, the ship before they're like dropped onto the beach. And she said that they'd be there for literally like eight hours a day doing it. Like, and she said that he was just the peppiest, kind of most annoying, but like you had to just respect yeah. him yeah. for being so he upbeat and optimistic. Sure, we were talking about um, remember we were talking about the mummy that he was in, Jack. And yeah, uh, he took things dude, fucking hand. Like, yeah, pretty like sure he, he just, wanted to be in that plane crash. Like. He, like, but like he literally though he was like apparently he's real like the guy on set was like yeah this is gonna, this is gonna be great man and, <laughs> and like everything's like everything's like I I feel like he just don't really know who he is because he was there and he was doing a scene with Russell Crowe and you can watch behind the scene footage and Russell Crowe was like yeah look he's a nice fella but like like Russell Crowe's the kind of guy who just shows up to a movie yeah. and he's like this will either be yeah. shit or not but Tom Cruise is obviously passionate about everything and he's like this behind the scene footage he's like me and Russell are gonna do this scene together and We've been working. We've been looking forward to working together for thirty years, so it's going to be really great. And everyone had to like clap them. Yeah. Like it's just a bit bizarre. I remember like, him on Oprah, like, and everyone was like, "Sorry, with him." Like, <laughs> he, he got a lot of shit in the early two thousands. Why wasn't he in Crash? This is the kind of movie he'd be in. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel. I feel really. I think he's too good for Crash. He Look, actually is. Tom a good Cruise. Actor. Tom Cruise is a great actor. No, but he was. No, here's the thing. Tom Cruise was. And then, and then he just decided. And then he decided he wanted to literally was, be You know what I think it was? I think it was Minority Report, which is like an excellent film, but it's also on that action scene. Yeah, it is. That, yeah, yeah. And was I that think Christian Bale, yeah? Uh, no, that's, no, that's Tom Cruise. What's the one with Christian Bale? He plays like the priest guy with the guns. Oh. Is that the one? Uh, it's supposed to be very underrated. The priest with the guns. It's not that. Hmm. I have a breeze. I can... 
Yeah, no, sorry, continue with it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway what were you saying about Tom Cruise? We'll, um, wait, what was I saying? Oh, it was like after Minority Report. He was kind of like, he had one foot in action, one foot in like good films. Good and films, that's like yeah. what Minority Report is. Yeah. And then he just decided to like kind of tip Be over the edge a tiny like bit. I think he had his chance to win a few Oscars with Magnolia. And like um, Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. Um, Although he wasn't going to uh, win that because that added a couple of things. Equilibrium. Oh. Yeah. So apparently that, that that's very underrated. Yeah. He's got like a 33 meta score. The 7.4 users. Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, listen to the users. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, Tom Cruise was in Magnolia, which he got nominated for. Uh, Rain Man got nominated for, didn't no, win. Rain Man, Jerry, Good Jerry Men, Maguire. Didn't win. Jerry Maguire Rain didn't Grey win. Film. And what's that other one as well? Oh, an excellent Tom Cruise movie, which not a lot of people have seen, is Born on the Fourth of July, where it's about him being in Vietnam. It's a true I story. I thought that was, like, a proper action movie. Uh, no, it's a... Uh, it, yeah, well, because it's called Born on the Fourth of July. It sounds Ooh. like America. Yeah. It's actually a big anti-war movie, and he played... It's a true story about this guy who was... Uh, lost the use of his legs in Vietnam, became a huge anti-war uh, campaigner, and Tom Cruise is great in it and I feel like once he didn't get an Oscar for that it was like if you go yeah, men, you're never getting an Oscar if you for go anything like men yeah. is an unbelievable he was too he was I watched too that good on looking. plane yeah I know he yeah. really was yeah no they think they put him in that category of like hunks because he's fucking he looks after himself like, yeah exactly like justice that, for that, Tom yeah no that is it but then he then Scientology he, did nothing wrong <laughs> leave Tom alone I think it was Scientology though they, as soon as he joined Scientology it was like oh. yeah was he's, he's in five Mission Impossibles <laughs> but uh, anyway Okay, so that was kind of like our first round of uh, films that are overrated. Yeah. How do we feel? I think that there was a general consensus. There was a general consensus there. I think we agree more. Yeah, we agree, yeah, yeah, more, yeah, than we agree more than we than thought. the movie fights. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Let's not talk about we, that day again. We can all see that the... Why yeah, we, we can all see each other's points. I think right. Crash was the one that we most agreed on. We most agreed on, on yeah. Shit, I mean, it's just a shit movie. And I haven't yeah. seen it, so I'll just yeah. agree with you. There's actually... Yeah, you can maybe watch like... There's actually not that many people talking about how overrated and shit it is on like YouTube. Or I wonder Spotify. how many people have actually seen it. Yeah. Like I mean, as we say, like it's it's kind of got that prolific name. But just that academy piece of shit, like yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Yeah, that prolific that name. Yeah. Why did name it Crash? Like there's about ten other different. There's actually another movie called Crash. Yeah, that's like 1995. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Which Crash are you talking about?" Yeah, like, that yeah. was the what was his name? Paul Verhoeven movie, mm, he, who mm. did like the RoboCops and like uh, Basic Instinct yeah. and stuff. Um, I'm gonna go for another film now. Do um, it. Um, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was great. Saw in cinema. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was a good biopic with a lot of historical uh, inaccuracies. Green Book. Another yes. Oscar winner that... I mean, it, it was in a year that didn't really have great film. We've talked extensively about this how throughout the time, about how kind of below par that year was. And it's just... It's, it's, a, gra- it's a great movie, but it's just... It's so overrated, I just feel. I just feel like the performances are... F- Good. Yeah, good. I agree. Good. Um, Vigo, Vigo, Vigo yeah, Mortensen's he's, great. He's he's, he's great. Now. Um, he's quite funny. I actually thought Vigo Mortensen was phenomenal in this. Yeah. And Mar Marshall Ali. I don't know. I don't know. I, know, I wasn't I that they were great. Yeah, it's kind of bread and butter. It's kind of like fucking Coldplay. You know, it's good. It's not gonna offend anybody. But like, I, yeah, it's not gonna break any rules. Yeah, and it's ob- like obviously historically inaccurate, which is like. Yeah, ah, fuck historically inaccurate. I know, but biopics are just so fucking boring sometimes. Yeah, so you have to make them historically inaccurate yeah, if you want to watch enough. them, you know? Like, I think the thing about it as well was my biggest problem when it was they had this controversy with Driving Miss Daisy uh, when that won Best Picture the year of Pulp Fiction, I think, or maybe... No, not Pulp Fiction. Uh, Forrest oh, Gump won the year. Yeah, sorry, Goodfellas maybe, 91 maybe, or 92. Anyway, 
it was, or maybe it was Shawshank actually. No, no, Shawshank was that. That was the Forest. I think that was the Forest Gump. But year as well. But, but Driving Miss Daisy is essentially the same story where it's about this upper class white old woman in America, and she has a black driver played by Morgan Freeman, and yeah. they go around and they talk about race and and stuff and all, and she gets a different view of it. Green Book is more or less the same thing. Oh, do you think so? Though? I think Across it is. America. Like, I mean, I mean, it's this cross country American thing. Obviously, Viggo Mortensen is like kind of racist at the start and then he kind of realises how bullshit racism is but like it was just a bit like just nothing I'm, I'm just not seeing anything new here and it's this base level there was no real conversation taken yeah and it's, this, like, it's, and just, it's the same yeah, problem with it's Crash Miller, it's this like. base level conversation about race it's like oh and look don't race, get me wrong like, I, like, I, I enjoyed it too I, I liked enjoyed it. it and I, I like people might be like he doesn't want race in films but no like what I'm saying we, is like, watch do there's the ways, right thing, yeah. Like. There's ways of doing it so much more interesting. And it's like, why aren't these films considered in the same kind of tier as these other ones? These don't deserve to be exactly. In the I'm not, exactly. I don't Couldn't like. Say it myself. I don't overly think that you are spot on with that. There's nothing new here because what I loved about Green Book. Now I didn't watch this the year it came out, which I think helps me quite a bit. You I, know? Mean, I saw this. In I watched this a couple of years later, like, but um, I actually watched it this year. I think like six months ago or something. Mm, yeah. But um, what I found that was phenomenal about it was you're saying that there's nothing new. But it was the first kind of depiction of like a black man during the era of Jim Crow. Who was very successful. Who was extremely successful, but belonged to no one. As in like, he didn't like feel socially, like socially accepted by Among white people, people. Yeah, or by black people, by anyone around those times. He was completely estranged from like society as a whole. He was also gay as well. And he's also gay, yeah, which is like yeah, a completely, a no, it's another completely mm. different trial and tribulation to face. And I think that as a whole kind of like, and Viggo Mortensen just being so charming along the way. Like I, just, I, I do think, I do think you're right in the way that you're saying that it doesn't take risks in how it portrays a story. Mm. But I do also think that it does highlight something very cool that like if you were a, like an intellectual black man with money back in the day, it changed nothing. It changed nothing. In fact, the only thing it changed, it made you more alienated because the white people didn't want you and the black people didn't want you. And you belonged to no one. You were kind of like Malcolm X's um, description of a house Negro. It's kind of like that perfect description of like what it's like to kind of eat into the white society without having without okay, your race yeah, having okay, rights. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And th- that's actually a very valid point. And you actually are kind of swaying my, my opinion here a little bit. But in saying that, like, and we sh- we're kind of holding these things up as like best picture because we constantly talk about how best picture That was a terrible was, year. Was bullshit. It was a terrible yeah, year. Yeah, I think I'm more annoyed at the fact that it was such a terrible year in film than yeah. the actual movie itself. But, but I, I didn't come out of Green Book being blown away and I just think it's another one of those movies like I think it is overrated like, I remember everyone telling me about it when it came out I everyone thought it was, was so like, nice everyone was like go- no no and it is it is a heartwarming movie yeah, it's it pretty is, nice it is, a, it, it is, is a, pretty nice it's so lovely like. it, is, it, it is a heartwarming film it is absolutely heartwarming it is you but know it's a feel good movie I don't, I don't think like it's heartwarming as well throughout the whole thing either because, no like, no you get a payoff at it, the end. yeah it's a payoff at the end and another thing that I found that was so great and we're talking about do the right thing is do the right thing they give a nod to the fact that the white people back in the Jim Crow days, they just wanted black people. They, they accepted them if they were entertainers. You know, and I, I think that this is kind of like the perfect dis- depiction Description of that. Of that like, I, don't, I don't think that that's ever kind of been shown in like a soul film, you know, no, where it's just true. been solely about the fact that, like Donald Shirley is basically just like a dancing monkey and then he has to go and use the bathroom outside, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that elements like that, it was like... Quite like I'm not gonna say groundbreaking, but it was it was very interesting to see in comparison to like the, the likes of Moonlight, 
which was the year before and also two years before and also won Best Picture. And Moonlight was kind of like, you have to feel. Where Green Book was like, look, we're doing a road movie. It's it, it's kind of like A to B. Let's see how you get on. Yeah, way, let's, you know? yeah. Well, let's do, well, like that's the thing. Like, it has more of a storytelling device than Moonlight. Like Moonlight doesn't tell a story. It, in in its in the one sense, it's just a guy's lived experience. Whereas, like, they clearly went with Green Book. Okay, let's put them to go A to B, and they'll experience, you know, all these little things. Kind of like a road way. trip. Or yeah, a, that's what along it is. Well, well, I just I just feel like 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 everyone was talking about this movie this year, and everyone's going on about it, and everyone I know was like watch it watch it it's so so good and blah 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 and then like I just watched it and I was like it's fine it's fine like you know <laughs> what I mean I literally came in and I was like yeah that was good but like people were going on about it as if it was like gonna make, like change like there is I love watching like a feel good movie like like honestly I came out of this and I was like it was fine it's like a movie like Jojo Rabbit where I came out where I feel actually different coming out of it where I'm like oh here's shit. the thing and I was expecting that with Green here's the thing now if you went into this film not thinking it was solely about race and it was Oscar bait and it was to win a fill- win an award, would you look at it differently? Because like Billy Elliot, for example, com- feel good film commentary on the Thatcher idea of neoliberal capitalism. It was fucking crazy topic, but in the middle of it, it's just a kid who wants to dance. Mm. Okay. You know, Little Miss Sunshine about depression, about drug addiction, about just the general like aimless direction that everyone in every age group faces throughout their life trying to get a little girl to a beauty pageant. Jojo Rabbit, little kid with uh, Hitler as an imaginary best friend, also in the middle of Nazi Germany during the invasion of Berlin. Green Book is just two guys going from point A to point B, and along the way they face trial and tribulations due to the fact that it's a black man going to the South during Jim Crow. Okay, I'll put it down to this. I don't think I'd watch Green Book again. I'll put it down to that. Yeah, mm, I really enough. do not think I, I would yeah, watch it again. Like, like you'd watch it and you maybe, maybe it was an RT too. Big big movie. Big big movie. Yeah. <laughs> you listen RT? <laughs> Stick that yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Jack will watch it one Sunday yeah. when we're hung over. <laughs> I'll record that. I'll record that and I'll be able to flick through the ads. But this is the thing, and then like it got that it, it did get bolstered out of that. Now we did say it was a terrible year for, for movies coming yeah. out of the year. It was fucking like, coming out of the year. I don't hate this movie. No, though. no, yeah. no, that's a fair point. But I, I totally agree that it is one of the Especially in recent, in I think recent in five years. or six years it'll be like, wait, what? That well, yeah, that, well, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like came out? I feel like if the issue of race wasn't so kind of like overdone over the last decade and really kind of washed out, and like it's real like conveyor belt at this stage, yeah, the issue of race, be, yeah. and like that's fair enough. Race is an enormous issue in America. Yeah, I, I mean, like I mean, it's still obviously massive like people. There's multicultural be... society. You can't shy, shy away from the topic. But in terms of entertainment, but in terms of entertainment and like artistic value, it's just shipped it's out. Fatigue, yeah, and I yeah. actually think Green Book is quite one of the better ones that surrounds race and like mm. black people in particular. And I just have a soft spot for feel-good films in general. I think that they manage to, like, give you a topic in a very, well, like, well-packaged, but also entertainment, entertaining yeah. way. But, like, this is my problem with a movie like Green Book. Like, a movie like Green Book gets huge buzz. And obviously, look, there was two huge stars behind it as well. Like, Viggo Mortensen, our huge actor, and so is uh, Marisha right. Lee. And, he, and Marisha Lee was just coming off, like, True Detective Season 3. Like, mm. And was, Moonlight. And Moonlight as well. So, like, obviously, it was going to be big hype for the film. But, like... And Luke a, Cage. A, a movie. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? You're the villain in Luke. That was um, fucking weird. Yeah, that was, that was a weird thing Marvel did. Strange, like, kind of surge into actual <laughs> acting. Yeah. After he was but, a villain in Luke Cage. But in saying that, and let's talk about another Viggo Mortensen movie, um, Mr. Fantastic. Or, uh, yeah, like... The, the Road. Have you ever seen The Road? The, like, The Road, movie? yeah, exactly. Like, these are movies that got... He's phenomenal. That get 
that like I think like something like Mr. Fantastic is like way better in, in every sense of the word you see this is the problem it's hard to compare these movies because they're completely different movies different messages and stuff but I just think as in, like a movie like Mr. Fantastic no one I had heard no one I know has heard, heard of this movie until it landed on Netflix and you guys told me about yeah. it mm. and other, and other people saw it on Netflix and it's like Green Book is like this inflated for like a year or two as you say Jack it's going to be forgotten about in like three mm. years like and it was just this inflated like this is such a fucking good movie meh it was I'd give it yeah. a 7 out of 10 I, I think that that's like I, I think I, I would definitely agree that Green Book is kind of it's kind of fucked over by the hype definitely more so than anything and look you're right it's probably a victim of it's time as yeah, well maybe if it came out 10 years ago 20 years ago yeah it feels like a movie that was made 20 years fucking ago fucking 1998 100% that's yeah. it I, I agree it I feels agree exactly that. like that mm. I do 100%. think as well that Mr. Fantastic is an incredible feel good film if you haven't seen that watch it that's also extremely intricate and intelligent yeah mm. there's, there's which, which is like I, like I wouldn't necessarily even put Mr. Fantastic in the same bracket as like Little Miss Sunshine which is also an incredible film no, even though they are both kind of they're quite similar they're, they're, yeah. they're both same genre kind of different kettle of fish though yeah, at the yeah. same time like mm. it, like Mr. Fantastic is very much like we are academics this yeah. is how the world works yeah uh, Little Miss Sunshine is we're all trailer trash <laughs> <laughs> but anyway will we get on to the next one yeah, go on. I think that one was a little bit more I, I don't know if I think Green Book is overrated I know that you, but you I enjoy, said, yeah I enjoyed a bit of contention there. I think yeah. we, you see for me I hadn't seen it when it came out and a lot of people gave it shit. They were like, what the hell? Like, that was meant to be unbelievable. Why did that win the Oscar and everything? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So when I watched it, I was like, this is so nice. Look, watch it. I'm not going to tell you not so, to watch so it. So it's different it's, exposure, it's, yeah. I think, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's though. true. Yeah. My next one is a hot take because everyone fucking loved it this year. And it is The Joker. Oh, God, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker. Um, and yeah, I'll let you argue. Yeah, let's let's yeah. hear his piece. I want to see what points because, like, yeah. So back to my earlier point when I was talking about The Shining is that you have to be mechanically unique and you have to be good at telling a story, fleshing out a plot, pacing the film. This is the opposite to The Shining. I feel like the story incredible, the acting, the fleshing out of the Joker as a character, the completely new setting, and just kind of immersing you in this world through his psyche is absolutely phenomenal and I love this film again love this film we gotta preface this but why I think it's overrated is mechanically this film feels like a comic book film trying to be an Oscar film and the reason I'm saying that the reason I'm saying that is because yeah, these are rolling their eyes at me but <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is is for the little things like the fact that there was there was minor editing kind of issues that I noticed throughout it and there was also things like the reuse of a song throughout. Like That's Life was played every couple of minutes and then Sending the Clowns is used every couple of minutes and you know you don't see that in good films. And on top of that, there was also, remember, it's unforgivable. Remember the girl who was in his life, the love interest, and then they showed that she didn't know him and then they went back and showed everyone, they, they fed it to everyone in a fucking... They spoon fed it. Yeah, 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 with, yeah. with a spoon. Do you get it? Yeah, do you, you get, get it? it? She didn't actually know him. They, yeah. they didn't actually have a relationship. Yeah. Stuff like that kind of set it out. I like the symbolism in general, the use of the stairs. I just thought that was so spoon-fed as well, the way that, oh, it's his descent into insanity. And then, like, you know, the way the mother kept on repeating stuff to Thomas Wayne and everything. Like, try the same thing a million times is the definition of insanity. And expect yeah, a different yeah, outcome. yeah, okay. I thought yeah, all yeah. of that stuff was extremely spoon-fed. It was just kind of like, if it, like, along... Again, like the acting and everything, completely aside from this, but 
how they went about shooting the film and giving it to the audience and kind of showing the audience like this is how it's happening I just thought it was very kind of amateurish do you, and a really harsh word do you think that this is um, the Gone Girl version of the King of Comedy yeah, I kind of see what you're saying because my biggest problem with Joker was the fans of this, people who love this movie, loved all the wrong things about it. Like, I as get you that. say, they were I like, that, that that stairs scene was so good. Like, no, like, like <laughs> everyone was talking about yeah. that as if it was like this well, the cinematic moment yeah. that was going to change. I was wow. like, what? Did like, you, what did you think of the song? Uh, it, it was well it's written by oh. a pedophile oh. <laughs> but no, but what, what did you no, think no, of the choice? The, that was the worst Gary choice song the worst. ever. The Bizarre. Bizarre. We, we were in the cinema watching this we all looked at each other we were like why is this fucking song playing it was bizarre it was like they had done Frank Sinatra throughout this whole like, and then you get a good. 70s Gary Glitter song like get like, a King Cole yeah. or something like yeah. do anything except fucking bow 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 yeah, yeah. and like it just so it was so out of place and then, then you knew you, actually a good point why that's so out of place is because then it goes into a strings arrangement which would have been it's more well. impactful like so yeah. it's like it, no, that, it's just that, jarring it really took me out of the scene yeah. and, that, that. And, and, and everyone was going on about that scene like obviously it was very mean for well, yeah. that's, there was, that's there was some, girl for like breaking down specific scenes there was some absolute weirdos out there who were like oh what a beautiful gorgeous movie and like I get that but in saying that I think a lot of the Joker uh, what's, the, what's the a lot of the Joker praise was praised for the wrong stuff and it shouldn't and it's that's taking away uh, from, from the from the from stuff, the, that the stuff that's actually really good I, so obviously Joaquin Phoenix's performance is incredible and like his general like the elements of his character and that he added to the character like the opening scene when he's like holding, holding his, his mouth, mouth open, up, and then at the end when he's holding his mouth open now that's a very good plant and payoff yeah. in the film mm-hmm. but then after that film it's the you just wouldn't get it in the fucking part and then he kills your one and in he kills the, your one in, in Arkham Asylum, Asylum. Yeah. And, and yeah that last was just so unnecessary and, and yeah, I, I wish it ended on you wouldn't get it because it makes fucking perfect sense and then he's, he's running around there's and blood then, and then, on yeah, fucking and then it's kind of like okay and, like oh. and as well like they were doing all these things and they were trying to put you into the mind of someone going through a psychotic breakdown which I get I thought it came out very well I thought it was very unsubtle uh, but it was still there it was still good yeah but at the same time, as a societal commentary, it was excellent. Yeah. So this, like, really spoon-fed commentary on, like, oh, this is what a psychotic breakdown is like, like, completely took away from how good of a societal commentary on capitalism Yeah, lack of funding for, for mental health programs. Exactly, and, and just everything along the lines of, like, this is, like, the conditions that people yeah. are living yeah. in yeah. as yeah. well. Well, you're bang on about the fucking, oh, you tried something a thousand times, definition of insanity, shit like that. You know what I like? This is a story aspect, but why the fuck is, like, it... Imply, implied, yeah, no, implied that fucking Joker is the son of Thomas Wayne. Like. Yeah. I, I just didn't understand yeah, that. Yeah, I think the only reason they kind of wrote that in was to make Thomas Wayne the villain of the story or like the, like, it's not that he is, I, like, I don't think he is the son of Thomas Wayne. Like, yeah. I think his man is Me just either, a fucking lunatic. Yeah, yeah. But I think they probably just wrote that in to make Thomas Wayne a, a bigger character. I think as well that that kind of led them to eventually being in, like his encounter with Bruce and Alfred and they just wanted to throw Bruce and yeah, Alfred Yeah, they wanted to throw uh, But I'd imagine, it? I'd imagine now that was studio. Concerns. Yeah, I mean, even even the bit where it's your a, man that shoots... That is a smell of studio. Even the bit where your man shoots, um, you shoots Bruce, uh, Thomas Wayne and... and, and yeah, wife. at the end. At the end. Yeah. That was probably a studio mandate. I didn't hate I, it. I, I like that. I, I, liked I actually it. really like that. I, know, I, I actually think it would have liked just that and not... Everything the, the, the Alfred scene. I actually think if they left the Alfred scene out of it and they kept that in, yeah, I'd be much more. I'd be much more. I think it's like chaos theory that everything, the in, effect, everything yeah. in the universe has to happen, 
at, at one yeah at one stage like even if Joker's not responsible for it, it will like happen. Yeah, and I, and I lo- what I liked about it was it wasn't Todd Phillips trying to go, uh, yeah, this is a Joker movie, but it's nothing to do with the DC comics. Like keep it away from yeah. that. The, like that would have been very pretentious. I thought you need uh, to respect I, I it comes from and, that material, and you're not going to deny yeah, the existence yeah. of a Batman people, in the like, future. Do you know what I mean? People like, trying to do this thing where it's like, okay, yeah. It's it's a comic book movie. You're gonna to have to get over yourself at one stage. You're yeah, not exactly. remaking the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, it's been done. The dark shit. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, respect the fucking yeah. what, the material. It's though it's coming from. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. I kind of liked about that as well is like the ending where you see Thomas Wayne and the and thing. You kind of see how it's it's also like an eye for an eye commentary in that sense because you know where that goes then. Yeah. Because you you kind of know that like st- stemming from this like is going to come a load of violence, but there's also a martyr there, yeah. which is Thomas Wayne. So you're turning a villain <laughs> yeah. into uh, into an icon basically of yeah. like why this why this, city yeah, is yeah. in the depths is of despair, you know. Yeah. And I, I did like that. I de- I definitely did like that. I just think that this film is is why I think it's overrated. Still love it. Great film. Love what they did with it. I love how DC approached it. Like, not making another shit film. But... Um, <laughs> that's that's the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is kind of... It's as if a comic book villain, like, had a trench coat on and was trying to buy a drink underage, you know, <laughs> to get into the Academy. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, and, and look, the thing about Joker is that it's not an original story. You know, we've seen it with Taxi Driver. We even saw it with... Um, it's very similar to Taxi similar Driver. To, even a similar movie to um, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal and stuff mm. like you know similar kind of thing like um the thing about it is my biggest problem with jokers i i genuinely do think it is a brilliant movie and i think a few years down the line it will hold up we'll appreciate it and i mean to, to, for for joaquin to stand up and try and play the role when it hadn't really been taken on properly let's not talk uh, let's Jared just Leto. completely forget, forget Jared Leto let's just forget no one wants to talk about that happening what a client. but but like but but i mean it wasn't you know it, there was a i think he he took his own version of it and he 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 really ran with it. it was really good but as i say i think the joker's problems the problems aren't necessarily with the film it's with the praise that went to the wrong things of the film and i yeah. think that overshadowed it, a lot of the conversation about the film when it was like i think todd phillips knew the story was overdone i think he but he was just like look this is the best way to tell the joker story yeah. and i don't know if todd phillips anticipated joker being as Oscar worthy as and it was, it was its like, own I mean, beast, like it was, know? it really was, like do you know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I disagree that it's overrated. I think if you see it, you will be blown away by. I think it. some people overrate it, but overall, in general, I don't think it's overrated. It's, it's an overrated. Movie, I, I yeah. don't, I don't like. I, I, one of my main things is like, I, as well. Not to get into it, but where do you rate Joaquin versus Heath? Like, oh, we can't get into that. Conversation. Oh, I think it's a different kettle of fish. It's a different like, kettle of fish. I know, but like, like it's, it's a conversation that should be had. You know, yeah. Well, like, yeah. well that's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. we have to do one day? We have to do why the DC universe is so shit yeah. and Marvels is good and Heath versus um fucking uh, walking like or Jared Leto even but well actually no to be fair I think I think that Heath had a much harder job but like not getting into it I think Heath had a so much of a harder yeah well job when you look at the Jokers that he could have taken inspiration from it was like Jack Nicholson well he, he well the this Which is the thing. Like well, this is the argument. True to... he, my argument with this is that Heath wasn't the main character yeah. in Dark Knight. Yet, exactly. yet he's the one you remember the most. He he, he had to share the screen. The screen. Whereas Walking Phoenix, it's all it's, about him. It's solely about, about him. him. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I know what. Like we're not actors. We've never been through it. But that's an easier job. 
It is. Like, it's an just, easy job. Just, you know, objectively and I mean, speaking, yeah. He's fucking up against Christian Bale in the mm. same film. Who's a great you know, actor, too. Who's, who's like, yeah. Who was far more fleshed out in Hollywood and far more, like, uh, and bigger Batman's brand also so iconic. A great yeah. Batman. Like, like, a fantastic yeah, Batman. Like, One yeah, of yeah. the best. Also, I want to give a shout-out to a very good Twitter page called uh, Batman Slander. Oh, fucking it's brilliant. It's one of the funniest pages ever. It's just people putting tweets out about how shitty a superhero uh, yeah. uh, Batman is. One of them was like, Batman really be up against a guy called Oswald. Like, <laughs> another, another one was like, uh, if, someone, if, someone sent, if someone sent Michael Keaton Batman to help me, I'd sort it out myself. <laughs> It's a great one. It's like Batman broke one of Joker's thugs back <laughs> for probably doing something he was forced, forced to do. To do like. No, I love that meme. Did you see it? And it's like a Joker henchman. And it's like, hi, honey. Yeah, look, I'm going to get our rent money this week. <laughs> All I have to do is move these boxes for the Joker. <laughs> point A to point B. I'll be home before the night of the new Batman. Just, <laughs> you just hear his spine crying. <laughs> Oh, God. But, um, but okay, so I'm gonna go on to my next movie. Wait, which one are you doing? Because don't do Gravity, because we all we all think Gravity's a bit overrated. It wasn't that yeah. success. Well then, well, uh, no, because we we weren't in a consensus about Joker or yeah. Green Book. Well then, I'm gonna get a, then I might as well make the point about Shape of Water. Oh, good. Yeah, good. I, I you think it's stuff. overrated. I think. Okay, I'm going to admit this. I think I need to give it another chance. But my God, I did not get it with that film at all. And I, it, I, it rarely happens to me where a movie goes completely over my head. What do you think of Three Billboards? Loved it. Absolutely Same loved year. it. Like, fucking... Mm. I've seen it Three Billboards about three times and I've enjoyed it in, in different facets. Probably pissed facets. me off the ending, like, though. Yeah. I, I loved it. I love how... I just thought it was perfect. I understand that people didn't like the ending. I'm a huge Mary McDonough fan. Shape mm. of Water, I just... I just couldn't get Don't into like it. Sex. I, I, that that did I not. I thought that was so bold. I did. It was <laughs> trailblazer. It was. It was to be fair. And I, I like. I liked the themes it touched on. I think I'm not a Guillermo del Toro fan. To be perfectly honest with you, like we talked about Hellboy, they are good movies, but there was something about this yeah, kind of Hellboy goth- you can watch whatever. Like. Exactly, and like he has this gothic style that doesn't necessarily appeal to me, even though visually he it's very impressive like and I, what I do like things about Shape of Water I like I mean I like the look of it in, in, in terms of like that kind of 50s kind of style but like there's just lots of things that annoyed me about it like I mean I I, I didn't like fucking Michael Shannon's character because Did I felt, felt like he was a cartoon and I like, loved oh, him I you know what I mean I actually really loved it I also, I also didn't really like um, Sally um What's her name again? Sally. The main Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins yeah. wasn't 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 crazy on her. Um, what about Octavia, Octavia Spencer? Everyone loves Octavia. Yeah, Spencer. you can't. I mean, like, I love her. What like, a she's lovable great. woman. Yeah, I mean, I just want her to tell me everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, be like call me sugar. Yeah, call me sugar and just. Tell, tell me not to listen to those bullies. She, she's in some great films. A gifted, and she's in some gifted. Yeah, films. you guys. She's. A, you know what's a great. Just movie watch so. gifted. I'm yeah. going, <laughs> but no one's seen gifted. It's like Matilda for adults. Yeah, yeah. Is also a, also a great movie that Octavia Spencer is in. Um, that is is kind of overrated, but I loved it. The Help. Yeah, The Help. But it's, it's it's a little bit overrated. I thought you were going to be like the nichest film ever. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, The Help. The incredible. Help. She's incredible. That she shits in the pie. Um, going back, yeah, she does, and she says, "Eat my shit." Um, <laughs> But anyway, I just didn't get what the hell The Shape of Water was really about. I mean, I didn't get what it was oh, about. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wild fact. Doug Jones. 
is the shape of water guy. Is Abe Sapien and the shape of water the guy. He's an amphibian man. He's also in Pan's Labyrinth. He's the. Uh, He's the pan. He's the eyeless guy. The guy yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's actually like, he seems like a very good dude. Yeah. Doug Jones. He was Doug. also the Bye Bye Man. And everyone was like, how oh, did yeah, you get Doug Jones man, to be like, the Bye Bye Man? Yeah. No way. He was He's not the Bye Bye Man. Yeah, and everyone was like, how on earth did you get Doug Jones, horror legend, to be the Bye Bye Man? The Bye Bye like, Man is a travesty to sing with. Yeah, and he was in it. I don't know why horror is like so hard to make these days. I know. Because they're fucking shit funding. They get them out. Like you always talk about with Blumhouse. They churn them out. They churn them out. Make quadruple the money. Yeah, on a quarter of the budget. But anyway, back to Shape Water. Like, okay. There's things I liked about it. I loved Richard Jenkins in it. Um, and he's never gotten the praise he deserves because he's always that guy who's in movies in the background. He's like, he's, he's the dad's step brother. Yeah. He's so good. He's, that. he's so good. And he was incredible in The Shape of Water. Like he was, every time he was on screen, I fucking loved him. Just the Sally Hawkins made me uncomfortable in this movie. She just, I was just like, just fucking talk. Just fucking talk. I loved how that she kind of had to act like it was kind of like a. It was kind of like one of. It was of very them. childish. It was this kind of like it made yeah, me. Uncomfortable. I don't. I. I hate. I don't know. I hate time. infantilizing characters. I, it's just a pet peeve I have. She was a mute. Yeah, I know, but fuck off. Like There's plenty of mute. Yeah, like. I know, but like I know, I know, but like it was just like. I just, I just couldn't get. It. I couldn't get on board with the love story. I couldn't get on board with the look of the film. I couldn't even like. I was just kind of like... What about when he loses his fingers and he has a smelly old hand? Like, I was just like, what I is think, this? I, I genuinely think that you're being incredibly... I, I, I think love this, this film. Gonna, this I'm film, going to give it another chance visually, because it went completely over my head. Visually, this film is spectacular. Mm. Saying that first off, I think it won for cinematography. I think it did, yeah. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. That final shot when they're actually in the water... In the water is great, yeah. ...is incredible. And, and when they fill up the, the, the room as well. The room too. Like, that's great. Unbelievable. And this film... It has, first off, we were just talking about Plant and Payoff. It has the best Plant and Payoff I've ever seen in the film. When he, her, her scratch marks that turn into gills. Yeah, that turn into gills. Like, you didn't see that coming. You didn't. I didn't, but I was just a bit like, okay. Oh, was, fuck off. I, I know, I'm being no, so cynical. Were you not thinking throughout the entire film, she's going to get her voice back at the end. He's going to heal her voice. And then the gills come. I guess I just didn't rather know, than the voice. I guess I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Like, I was literally just like, uh, "I think it's cool." I, I like I, when the, I like how he kind of just says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make a fish sex movie." Yeah, and it's between a man fish and a woman. It's always a fucking. It's always like pervy fucking good looking guys banging mermaids. It's never the other way around. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good. I point. think this film is honestly one of the most unique films I've ever seen. Why did why did this go over my head? I really just, just watch like, it again. Just watch I, the game. I, 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 I think I, you're being harsh on it. I am, but like I also don't like Guillermo del Toro style. I don't like that kind of gothic, like juxtaposition of kind of like dark. You don't like weird, Spanish like, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but if his I, name was Jerry McDermott. You'd probably watch you'd it. love this film. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I don't know. I I just I was I wasn't engaged in the story. The fish sex stuff made me feel a bit weird. But I do appreciate it's bold. Where did it make you feel weird? <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave. The I thought that the fish sex was like trailblazing. Um, I know they're pioneers. Well, we we saw this screen scene and it just blew me away because I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, I, I see, and I don't know. Like, I mean, it was. It, I'm pretty sure this took home a lot of Oscars. That it year did. Yeah, well. like I, I'll get it up now. But I think it was like a hefty number. Oh, a hefty. It was four Oscars. Yeah, that's cool. So it, it won it's uh, for best motion enough. picture, best director. Yeah, best picture. I mean, that's that's insane. Like, what was it up Three against? billboards was never gonna win. 
Never going to win. It's the problem with the Oscars. I don't agree that this won Best Picture. I think Press, uh, Three Billboards should have. Mm. I think that this film is a, a far bigger feat of film than Three Billboards, mm. but I don't think it should have won Best Motion Picture. Yeah. I mean, do you think there was much of a story here in Shape of Water? Yeah. Really? I think it was an incredible, like, an incredibly unique and kind of nuanced love story. And it was the something fact, different. The fact that they threw like. in, um, like, the closet gay scene as well. Yeah, I love that. And I that was, that, that, was a, that like, that. brought you out and it was like, God, these, it really fleshed out the support characters. Yeah. Which I yeah, love about this definitely. film. Yeah. That pie looks fucking rank, though. Yeah, fucking hell. Fuck that pie. Key lime pie? Yeah, yeah key, Don't yeah, put key limes in pie yeah. in America. <laughs> Lemon drizzle cake, I'm all for it. <laughs> but Michael Shannon, I thought Michael, Michael Shannon's great. I, I thought, thought he, he was a very good villain. He's just he, so cartoonish. He is an underrated actor. He is. And underrated. he's a great General Zod. But I thought. And I will was, not have any but, Zod slander but, on but this I podcast. But I felt like he was basically playing the same kind of Zoddy kind of character. I'm fucking. But then he was like going home beating his wife. And yeah, like, but exactly. Like he walks in, you're like, he's going to beat his wife. I know exactly who he is. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like the, from, know, the, from the just second I saw his face in that toothpick, I was like, you're fucking beating your wife. If you have a wife and kids, they're yeah. getting... Yeah. See, I, don't, I don't think this film worked for you because you didn't appreciate the the payoff at the end with the, with the gills. Whereas everything in this film, and I think it's actually really well done, is like all of the supporting characters have really obvious roles. So for the fish man and the mute woman you don't know where they're going. You you have an idea of where they're going and you think you know where they're going, but then they end up some someplace completely different. Yeah, I suppose. And I think that that's why it worked for me so well. I just felt there wasn't like an engaging story there that kept me like going on where it was like, I want to see, I don't know, maybe I just had a detachment to the characters because I, I, I wasn't like... I think you have an issue with going into films prejudging. No, like, to be fair, to be fair, I, I probably should have... There's a few things with this film. I should have seen it in the cinema. Mm. I didn't see it in the cinema. It looks great on the big screen. Yeah, I, I just watched it at home one day on, like, a Sunday evening. Ugh. Uh, yeah, Lots it was just one of those. Like, I mean, and, and that it does speak volumes about how you experience the movie. But I just I just finished it, and I just remember being like, I like I just felt so empty after finishing it. I was just like, What? I was just so I was just so prepared. Were you hung over? Like I feel like it, you hung over would just hate it's a real cinema. I don't film. think I was anything I, I, don't, I don't think I was hung over at the time, but and I this is my problem. I think I just and I think I was a bit upset with myself for missing something. I think I genuinely think that was a huge part of it. I was like, I've missed something here. Everyone's fucking talking about this movie so fucking much. I mean I just think Ralph Seppi, who we talk about all the time, yeah. he was going to go in to see three billboards in the cinema and he ended up seeing fucking Shape Water again. Just because he was like, oh, fuck it, it's on now. So he went to go see it twice. <laughs> yeah, so fucking Ralph love that movie. Yeah. Best, but I know, I love him. Well, he, he hates Joker. I love him. Yeah, he hates he Joker hates too. Joker. And I, to be honest with you, I agree with most of his movie opinions. But I just was like perplexed by how, like, like, I feel like this is probably was the best movie that year. Like, in terms of... I think, like, it, I genuinely think it was. I might like it's going to go down as, it's already going down as a, as a very important film. And like, you know, in terms of like, filmmaking and cinematography it is yeah no it's kind of like it's kind of like the next Life of Pi because we haven't seen a film kind of like Life of Pi since Mm. Life of Pi yeah that visually like visually was just like tantalizing yeah like ambitious and like and like little things I loved about like the design of the creature he obviously is meant to be like the creature from the the Black Lagoon yeah that basic kind of old 50s I loved stuff like that and there was stuff in it that I was like like yeah. yeah like I mean there was there was there was I don't know 
I can't really argue. I with can it. see why you don't like it, but like, yeah, I, just, I can't. I can't overly. I, mean, I, I still, like it. it still gets this like. You I think you know what you feel like. You feel like right now. I'm gonna be a bit harsh. You feel like if my dad watches and he was like, "Where are the fish bang?" <laughs> 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 you know, it's like, like, there's fish having sex. Like, yeah, and, you and, like and, this look, and like, but this is the thing because we watched the fucking lighthouse where he's shagging mermaids and that, and I, I, that didn't weird me out too much. Uh, <laughs> my dad would hate this. <laughs> But yeah, Shape of Water is no, like a film that like no, your dad would hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't want to be. That the yeah, sorry, I don't want to be. I don't Shape want to be of Water, there. not for your dad. <laughs> Especially because like Michael Shannon is like everyone's dad. Everyone's dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the only character I liked was that, that guy. He knew what he was doing. He kept the wife in line. <laughs> don't know why we're doing American accents. <laughs> but yeah, look, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to give it another shot. But you should give another. Shot. I am going to give another shot, yeah, and and you guys have defended it well. But I'm as of right now, I think that movie is overrated. So I think in like we're not in a consensus on that. We're not in a consensus on Joker. No, I and think we're, we're actually pretty consensus. split up about all these movies. Which yeah. is the last three? Yeah. We have three which we all agreed on, and we have three. That... Uh, any other movies that you think are really overrated and crap? Um, I was gonna. Not crap, I was gonna. I was gonna. My my week. My one for this week was going to be there will be blood. And this was crazy. I kind of like remembered it and like went back on it. And I that's just, a watch though. I just, it is a watch. I my just milkshake. I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's but I can appreciate. You don't have to like that everything. You don't have to like everything. Everyone's yeah. got different opinions. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone needs to be told that once they turn. Yeah. Like you get told that when you're like four. That's how I felt with Shape of Water. You, I felt yeah, so alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get told that when you're four that everyone has different opinions. Been, but then like when you're you 23, just, you no just one forget tells about you that. Yeah, I love like, that. I like, haven't been told that in 19 years. <laughs> Like every twenty year old just thinks they know fucking everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Oh, when That's I look like, back yeah. at me when I'm twenty years, I'm like, what the fuck? Is no, oh, well, I, I'm implying us heavily in that. <laughs> we're, we're only fucking twenty. <laughs> to be perfectly like, honest with you, I can I can see me listening to this podcast and me like this fucking idiot doesn't know what he's fucking <laughs> talking about. You know, you know that me where man's taking off the headphones, <laughs> yeah, <just like> Mourinho fucking yeah. <laughs> ripping them off, just doesn't want to hear it. Well, uh, yeah, like so. Just off the top of my head, obviously I was going to give out about Gravity, but I think we were all in general consensus about that. Sandra Bullock is so overrated. Isn't so, so is George Clooney in that movie. George Clooney is just handsome coffee man these days. <laughs> and like, it, he is it, it hurts me to say that because Alfonso Cuarón directed, who is one of my favorite directors. I think like mechanically back to mechanically versus bring it mm. back again, but uh, mechanically versus like plot. But, but Gravity swept the Oscars that year, like, and yeah. everyone was like, "Go see it!" And then I remember seeing it, and I enjoyed it. But by the end of it, I was like, "Just, I just want this movie over." Space movies are shit. Space movies Whoa. are pretty. No, shit. I mean, wait, wait. Sorry, I You're spoke too soon. I, I spoke too soon. Contemporary, set now, actual real life space yeah, movies, yeah, biographical movies. Yeah. We don't fucking like yeah, them. Yeah. Although I, mean, I, I like wait, first. Gravity's not a biographical movie. No, no, no. no but but like, <laughs> I was like, that shit didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, Sa- you know, you know Sandra I mean. Bullock crashed down from the Chinese <laughs> space station. <laughs> But I mean, why that was such an excellent film is the the way it was shot. Yeah. And I appreciate, I think Alfonso Cuaron is honestly, I, I only watched Children of Men, which you couldn't have recommended enough. And it's, That's yeah. an underrated it's Unbelievable on film. Is on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Watch unbelievable it. Unbelievable watch it, film. Watch it, watch it. Alfonso Cuaron, in my opinion, is possibly one of the best mechanical directors of this generation. So if you're not a fan, become a fan because like, mm. go it, watch it. It's worth your time. He's the world building in Children of Men is unbelievable. Incredible. Like when you look in the background of that, there's a great video essay online called Children of Men 
don't forget the background and it goes through all just, of the crazy shit that's happening in the background but you're just seeing yeah, and it's the, all world building and it's and told through like newscasts and like yeah, the background all this just stuff the, like, yeah, well everything's like an unbroken shot as well like not to this not to the point where everything's an unbroken shot but there's very little close up there's it's kind of all wide yeah, it feels like blocks shots. you're watching exactly. it in blocks yeah, yeah. yeah. why the fuck did he have to go do all those Black Hawk Down movies not Black Hawk Down fucking he did Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban he did which is m- one of my favourite Harry Potters yeah. he was also going to do I'm talking about the oh you're talking about Clive Owen yeah Clive Owen yeah yeah well, no, no, to Prince be fair, Azkaban's a banging one of my, and he was going to do Goblet of Fire as well, but oh, he was too tight. He was too tied up editing uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. When yeah, they, well, they turned those babies yeah. out. Yeah, they had to get the, them done. You know what was a really annoying trope when they split every young teen fucking movie into, into two, two fucking. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of rewatching the Hunger Games because I just got like the feeling to watch them. Uh, Dystopian Society. There, you go. there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, we we're thinking about after watching Children of Men, we got talking about dystopian. Well, Children of Men would be the worst. We're dying to do a dystopian podcast yeah. so if it, you, anyone has a favourite dystopian film send it on send to it us. on and we'll we'll discuss whether it's post-apocalyptic or dystopian <laughs> <laughs> we, we have well, we have a grading scale yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah we yeah, I think we've all said exactly what we want to say uh, yeah so that those were our overrated films um, what do you guys think and let us know do you think I was too harsh on Shape of Water do you think Tiernan was right about Joker do you think Jack was right about now Crash I think about it I'm probably too harsh on Green Book <laughs> a pretty good movie yeah, I mean, what a nice nice <laughs> experience what <laughs> <laughs> a warm fuzzy <laughs> nearly crying at the end of it and you're here shitting on it um, yeah. well actually it's not historically accurate <laughs> <laughs> well if you look back to the history logs <laughs> Donald Shirley's family claimed <laughs> that this one exact experience did not actually happen in the same way. Who actually, like, their, his family came out and they were like, that's wrong. Donald Shirley didn't talk to his family. Yeah, he yeah. was literally completely estranged from them, <laughs> alienated from them, so I don't know where they get off. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay on to the, back to the... So as I was saying, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what you guys think. And uh, Do you think we missed any overrated movies? Any movies that you went to the cinema and came out and saying, God damn it, I just don't get why everyone was going on about that film. Um, so yeah, as usual, guys, um, give us a follow on our socials at The Full Feature. Um, give us a subscribe to us on Spotify and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Vanilla wait, Sky, that's wait. another overrated movie. <laughs> one, one little bonus segment, one little bonus segment uh, to keep in the podcast. What do you think is the most overrated film that we've talked about on this podcast so far? Okay, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good. We'll pull the polls actually. That'd yeah, we'll ask them if they think it's overrated. The most overrated one I think we talked about on this podcast. It, I know exactly. Mine is my mine is the witch. Oh, hated it. Whoa! And it is wow, that's a great. So answer. well, oh, we're doing the whole podcast. You're doing the whole. I thought you meant oh, this the one. entire podcast. The entire Whoa. podcast. Okay. Um, He's got to be quick, boys. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> this is dragging on. Fuck, I can't even think of the top of my head. The Witch is a pretty today? good answer. The Witch is a very good answer. Um, we've, we've covered so many movies. So stage. many movies. It's been like 60 movies now. Yeah. This is podcast number 19, I'm going to say. No, it's 16, I think. No, no, it's 19, I think. Is no, it? No, because this is podcast 18, so it's 19. Holy shit. Uh, God, I need to, we need to start on IMDb so we can keep track of all these. Yeah, um, I can't think of the movies we covered. Did I fuck you as I fucked you as a The movie. Witch. Mine would be The Witch as well, because you know what? The Witch is actually crap. Yeah, The Witch is crap. I'm actually going to say The Lighthouse. I knew you were going to go for yeah. the other contemporary horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too back to one episode. Yeah, yeah. You jumped right on it. You could even say Midsummer, even though I absolutely fucking adore that movie. Yeah, but I do get why it is a little bit yeah, of yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
we're off. Um, See you guys.